Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Once in every lifetime, comes a love like this. Oh, I need you, you need me. Oh, my darling, can't you see young one? Darling, with a young one. Oh, hey, uh, Tech TV. Yes. <laughs> I got a question for you. First, I gotta watch this video about getting a toilet on. No, no, you don't. <laughs> what? No, you somebody, don't. Somebody wrestled that thing out of his damn hands. Yeah, this is yeah, the I'm best, about to. <laughs> best way to get a toilet unclogged. You don't need. Oh to. my goodness, they're clogging it. This is great pod right here. Right. Why would somebody they, watching a video? Why would they clog it clogged? intentionally? I don't know. How would you? Well, clog they're gonna it show you. They're throwing tons and tons of paper. Oh. I saw a uh, Freddy Krueger toilet it. the other day, and I'm like, this has got Todd written all over. Oh my word, it's clogged. Viable. Uh, it was somebody some, something it? somebody made okay. in their own bathroom, but the p- pictures were posted online. How somewhere. is it a Freddy Krueger toilet? The the back, <laughs> the tank and everything was the body, and it had arms coming out, and the Freddy Krueger hat head, and then the sweater went over the tank. So it didn't look like a tank. It looked like a torso, and then there just happened to be the toilet bowl sticking out. <laughs> so it's like you're shitting in Freddy's lap. You shit in That's Freddy's lap. Okay. Well, considering the various things that Freddy, Freddy has, has become been, yeah. in the various movies, that would, been, that would be a nightmare. That, some people that, are afraid. So they cover the toilet with a plastic street. seal. And then when flushing, it'll cause a vacuum effect. Yes. It's taped down. That's uh, that's fantastic. Now, Someone take that away from him, please. Get that out of Paul's Wait. Oh, oh, he pushed down on it. Wait. Oh, my God. You pushed down on it. It's Gross. Just, it's just making the, the whole toilet a plunger. Well, give me that fucking thing. <laughs> Welcome, folks. It is Geek Shock number 240. I am Master Torgo. <laughs> give me my fucking phone. <laughs> 80s Jeff. Captain Luddite. There's a toilet video playing on it. <laughs> Desperate to watch the rest of that toilet video. And we're here to talk weak and geek and to keep this man off his goddamn entertainment device. No, but all that is is you're just, you're just making the toilet a plunger. That's all you're doing. That's what I've discovered. But I didn't yeah. know that until I watched that. So now pff, I learned. Who cares? So, boring. Right. Yeah, it was pretty boring. Pointless. Yeah. It was pretty boring. Thank pretty God he mentioned Freddy Cougar toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Freddy Cougar toilet. Or I would have fallen asleep. Was it an actual toilet? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, you would know that if you weren't watching the video. <laughs> but it was, was it just designed over the... I mean, I don't like know it was actual s- toilet. Somebody, the sweater somebody went over did, the It was their own little tank. art project. Gotcha. Uh, they they made with the, arms the and the head and everything the torso of mm-hmm. the the character I feel like we've and been then down they attached this arms before. to it yeah. our yeah. listeners are going I know sweater <laughs> strange but feels like I've had this conversation no but yeah it's not a like mass produced toilet is what I'm no no no, no Tor- you'll, you'll notice I that? never watch videos on my phone during the podcast We're you so proud can't of you. watch videos <laughs> yeah. on your phone your phone is from 1967 your phone yours is a rotary yours have a crank yes yes whenever you come in the house you have to plug it into whatever phone lines in that house oh well it's, it's actually e3. Two little bell e3 time again but yes. before we get into that stuff gentlemen what geeky things you do this week uh i did uh watch uh the tonys which in certain circles is extremely geeky. I love the Tonys and had to miss it this year. Well, was it not hosted by Wolverine? It was How hosted much by Wolverine. geeky can you get? Um, <clears throat> I haven't watched the Tonys in their entirety in a long time. So uh, I guess I'm a bad theater uh, <laughs> member of the theater community, but whatever. Um, it was all right. It was entertaining. It was uh, a friend of mine won Best Actress in a Musical oh. that I worked with in Chicago. Fantastic! So all oh. my Facebook friends went nuts about you know. That's she, great. And very cool. she's was very. She's always been down to earth, and I know I've worked with her father and her mother more than her, 
and it's a very uh, talented family. Her sister's very talented, too. Are you going to so. drop the name? Uh, her name's Jessie Mueller, and she's in the Carol King. Uh, she plays Carol King. In oh, wow. And beautiful. And, oh, uh, nice. And oh, her okay. and Carol King sang together at the show, so it was oh, kind of cool. Fantastic. That. That. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was all right. I, all my theater geek friends uh, were bitching and moaning that they tried to stick as many Hollywood stars and uh, pop stars into the evening as they could. You know, they had uh, Jennifer Lawrence sing a song from a show that isn't even on Broadway yet that she's not going to be a part of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, they had Sting sing a song from his show that still you already lost me. That still isn't being done, uh, and I don't think is ever going to technically be on Broadway. It's set to be off Broadway, but it might end up being on Broadway. I now uh, that's can you. Yeah, yeah the, the, you, you can win an award. You can win a Tony even if you're yeah, on yeah, Broadway, yeah. right? But, okay. Yeah, and so and then, but you know what I'm saying. So it's just weird. They they're de- but then they don't show like the award for best choreography, and they don't show the award for best uh, set design or best. Uh, they didn't show the yeah, in memoriam they, either, did they? They didn't show in what? memoriam. Yeah, they cut in memoriam so that they could show Wolverine entertaining the audience during commercial breaks. Like, he'd keep coming back from commercial break, and Hugh Jackman would be, like, finishing some song that clearly he was just doing his filler while they were on commercial. I'm the Wolverine. (laughs) But they would come back, and you'd catch, like, the tail end of it. It was very bizarre. um, I can't believe they cut out in memoriam. Yeah, they totally cut out. So no tribute to... It's all on the the YouTubes and the... I I was going to ask, at the 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 same age, it must be somewhere. But for a long... No, when they do the, the the ones that they don't show, yeah. did they do that lightning fast like scroll of you know the the, not, the name of the award and then the person that or that's what they usually quite. do. The one. They did a couple of them where oh, it was okay. like you know costume design or whatever. I don't remember what they were, but they did a couple of them like that where you would see them walking up, but you wouldn't catch their yeah. award. And it wasn't too fast. It was like, but like even composer doesn't get. On the t- like you're talking about Broadway musicals, yeah. No but kidding. the age of composers is gone. No, Rodgers and Hammerstein just doesn't exist anymore. People now aren't it's going jukebox musicals. Yeah, as people I hear the aren't term going today. to the, th- the theater because of who's creating the work anymore. They're going because well, of unless what it's the work's Journey. about. Unless it's ABBA or Journey or you know, hey, don't or you Journey stop believing. or whatever. You Basically, know. Journey. There, there are five proposed Journey musicals. Are there? <laughs> I was unaware five. of that. Yes. Five of them? Two of them focus on Steve Perry's hair. <laughs> One's just called Dreamer. One's just called Dreamer. Dreamer it's just named- that song. It's yeah. a two-hour two hour journey into that remix song. version. Of Three of them are named Open Arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's a Sherry. That's that's his one man show. Yeah, that's his one man show. Yeah. Well, I mean, the video is practically is, a, a freaking musical in and of itself. Well, that's generous. <laughs> you know what though? <laughs> well, he's singing and he is you know, uh, chalk another one up to Hollywood. Of, right, yeah. They didn't take that and run with it they decided to make it about cooking wine <laughs> oh no here it goes no it's too late he's it. already done it there's nowhere to go uh, but that's the yeah. joke that's, um, <laughs> there's a joke there the microphone has been dropped and he's but already off stage <laughs> wait I told him oh Sherry uh, <laughs> oh sophisticated joke for Paul, a surprisingly yeah. sophisticated no joke. Fact check got hurt by that joke it. grenade. <laughs> he was just expecting something to come out of an ass. Or you were ass. expecting simplistic and crude, and you got highbrow, and it totally blew your mind. I was expecting a 20-minute shaggy dog story that went to a punchline I understood before it is. Just not the lowest common denominator. You got it now? Um, so, I, yeah, I guess, I guess the, uh, there's, there's one called But I Should Have Been Gone. Yeah. 
but a set of and gone. <laughs> it's it's the Bollywood version. <laughs> <laughs> but a set of and gone. Oh, I got you. Yeah. But a set of and gone. He did turn into. Bob Dylan there for a little bit. The good news. <laughs> At least you did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know that's where the song goes, but I think I'd rather hear it that way. Cheery, hallelujah. Somebody. Turn off the moped. Bob Dylan. All right. One of the good news for the Tonys is that... The musical that won Best Musical is called uh, A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, and it's been uh, struggling to get an audience, but has been you know well-reviewed and well-beloved amongst the community and thought to be one of the clearly best shows in, out there right now. So hopefully that'll give it the life and the chance that it deserves. What did it win? Best Musical. Like, it won Which best. pop star wrote the yeah. songs? That's, no, no, that's the thing. It's like it's a very traditional musical and a lot of fun oh, and okay. very goofy. Great. Uh, a couple of friends of mine saw it and said it was a blast and just great performances and really smart writing. And it's nice to hear that like the show that's about talent and writing and creativity and original ideas actually won based on an original idea. Yeah, totally original. Uh, well, idea. yeah, I'm sure it's a totally original. <laughs> idea. Next year will be Rocky the musical. Yeah. I look well, Rocky the, already uh, came out and did not win, Ugh. but uh, yeah, well, Rocky, Rocky was there. <laughs> I look forward to the. Uh, Version's been cut to half the length and running on a casino uh, in four years here. Uh, yeah. yeah, possibly. Uh, from what I understand, Rocky is uh, pretty dismal until you get to the last 15 minutes. Then they bring the front, like, six or three rows of the audience up on the stage to be the audience around the <laughs> boxing ring. And then the boxing ring comes out over those seats where everybody was seated and spins around while they're fighting and so as an audience member in the first three rows you're up on stage watching and apparently it's awesome i love that stage I, stuff. Cirque de apparently the last 15 minutes of that show the gets you I, but you gotta you know get what? through like two hours of drag <laughs> no. to get there fuck that shit <laughs> fuck that shit i've just been watching family guy again and i just i could not get over that bit that they did they did the send up on musicals of late with the 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 musical. This is kind of like blah. Did you see that one? It's so I funny. Didn't see it. It's it's it's. <laughs> they're doing this musical, and it's if more people join in, the song will get better. If more <laughs> oh, yeah. people join in, the song the exact will same get melody, better. No if harmony. More people yeah. join in, the song will get better. <laughs> and people just keep joining. If more people join in, the song will get better. And then uh, Stewie's sitting there in the audience, and they start walking through the crowd, and and they're, and they're like like. Even the bad guy is singing along. <laughs> and then Stewie's like, ooh, and they're standing right next to me while they're singing. So it's a good musical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Anything else you want to throw in the geek pot, gentlemen? I, uh, I watched the Tony's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch it? You watched it while it was in your <laughs> I watched it for about nine minutes, and I ate the fuck out of it. I watched it cook. Ate that shit right up. Fold it in half. And Are you sure like it was Tony's no. and not Totino's? It was Tony's because I know there's both. I've got Totino's now in the uh-huh. free okay. freezer, but I finished off my Tony's because I remember Totino's was your thing for quite a while. Totino's is the jam, but Tony's is always the standby. They're the best. High school for a little for, historical no, perspective. No, high school folks. for me, it was Tombstone. <laughs> they're uh, not. Yeah, Tombstone for me in, yeah, high, school in high school too. Yeah. Nigh on a decade ago, we all used to hang out Nigh at on. Paul's one bedroom apartment, and he had a freezer full of these things. And would bake them up. 
when we would come hard over. to believe when you look yeah. at his physique. I know, right? I know. <laughs> no, but like <laughs> this guy, we would be we would be playing video <laughs> games. There's like, hey, anybody want a pizza? He's like, I'm gonna put like five of them in the oven here. So he would bake up like a slew of pizzas, yeah. and we would. And I'm, so out three, years, and I'm out three bucks. So ten years ago, yeah, Paul, exactly. Paul baked pizza. Right, pizza, okay. pizza. This just in. <laughs> Paul still eating pizza. This just in. Paul still age eating. Have pizza. not changed. Paul's eating habits. I guess that pales by my five days at the Phoenix Comic Con. Actually, I, I, thinking, thinking back, I do recall. That's a good point. You he would ask us, point. "How many pizzas do you want?" How many pizzas? Well, they were pretty small and thin, what? so I mean, yeah. <laughs> Skills. How many pizzas do you want? <laughs> okay, that made the story infinitely better. Um, yeah. I have to say, I have eaten a whole like tombstones or Tonys on my own, sure, but never multiple ones. <laughs> no, no, no. no these Totinos, they're like maybe little babies, oh, the four totinos. or five inches oh, okay. round, and they're like uh, uber thin. Uh, they're still designed for two people to eat. If I understand. Not more. You fold it <laughs> over, you have like sense. five bites. It's gone. Whatever. But <laughs> you fold it over. And yeah. I'm but the not, Tonys, I'm like, not trying I was to thinking of the full size. Tonys. I'll just put it out there. That's my behavior. There it is. How many pizzas would you like? <laughs> what? Pizza should not involve origami. Yeah, I don't <laughs> fold them. I don't fold the pizzas. Like? Uh, could I get two and some peanut butter so I can put it in between there? Dunskies. Like <laughs> Dunskies. Cowabunga, dude. The, the pizza peanut butter sandwich. Mm, <sighs> delicious. So, Andy, you yes. went to the Phoenix, Phoenix Comic Con? I did. I did. Was, I was it hot uh, as balls? Uh, outside it was. Fortunately, I didn't spend a lot of time out there. But man. Was it stinky as hell inside? It wasn't bad on the inside. The, uh, it's not bad when they crank up the AC, I will say. And I think the the word has gotten out and you know the, the geeks are showering. And, uh, <laughs> I was always amazed that at all the, the comic conventions I've gone to that the cosplayers who are wearing these heavy restrictive costumes that you know they're sweating like their ass off underneath are not as smelly as Joe Sixpack that's walking around because with... the cosplayer showered before he put that yeah. damn thing yeah. on right they cared but about I mean, that outfit where the guy that's walking around is hasn't shaved or showered in three yeah. days well, yeah and and you know what you can shower you can shave you can do all that stuff if you got the wrong fabric on you're fucked yeah well there's that yeah. too there is, there is some of that, and some of these nerds are dressing up in the first dress shirt they've ever had. They got some polyurethane blend. I don't think and, I ever, I didn't think I saw many dress shirts unless they were attached to some sort of Harry Potter costume. <laughs> They're just wearing plastic. Basically. They're wearing plastic shirts. Seriously, dude. Like, this is an okay one. But some of those shirts that I've bought at Walmart. Oh, some of the t-shirts? And yeah. I'm yeah. all about keeping myself fresh as a daisy. Those things, if you have made the slightest miscalculation... Forget it. They get real stink real quick. You got to be very careful. The trench coats don't help either. No. Not, no. Yeah, no. Which cracks me up. And there were quite a few of those. Yeah. yeah. Do they still wipe, wipe farts from their butt right up into their armpits? Do they go, <laughs> and wipe them in their armpit? <laughs> you know, wipe, wipe, wipe. When was, have, you, have you been to a big con lately? Because I, uh, times have changed. I, I was guess, actually, that I was was actually a working the booth. That was junior high for me. <laughs> the big thing but, when, uh, when we were going to the comic. That was like, all the craze all back in the nineties. Oh, oh hey man, I gotta let one. Hey, can you got one to spare? No, nah, I gotta nah, use this one. Uh, gotta, oh, wipe, wipe, wipe. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, Fresh when, when I used to go to cons, there was a say it was a serious problem. But the last bunch I've been to, I mean, we were, I was working with uh, Justin uh, from uh, Pixel Paladins. Yeah. We actually yes. we share in a booth, and uh, after 
after about three hours, I realized that, you know, <laughs> sharing a booth was a joke. I was like, I'm now, I'm now Justin's uh, lackey. And I will, I will embrace that and sell these, these, uh, <laughs> pixel, pixel pieces. art pieces. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, we were, we were starting talking. I was like, you know, back, back when I was a, you know, young nerd, we didn't have girls. You know, it's just, you know, I, I yeah. would, I would say it's 40, 60. You know what? Right. Yeah. Not, that's part of it. And when there are girls around, they will shower. And they don't. They're, they're very subtle about farting in their hand and wiping yeah. in their Absolutely. armpit. Absolutely, it's still yeah. there. It's yeah. still there. It's, just, it, it's, it's very. Tradition. Tradition. It's moved underground. They're discreet. Yeah. They're yeah. discreet yeah. now. All right. So highlight of the show for you then. Uh, best costumes were two kids uh, dressed yeah. as a uh, uh, the Millennium Falcon and uh, some. They were in wheelchairs and they were just they, nice. were, they were just the coolest kids ever. Nice. That's yeah. really creative. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it was a Millennium <laughs> Falcon and a Tie Fighter. Oh, Paul's losing his mind. He's holding in the laugh so hard. That is awesome. <laughs> yep. That is crazy. That made That's me great. happy. That yep. is good. That yeah. is That's good. pretty awesome. That's pretty Also, awesome. actually, the best, I, the last day I was wearing my, my pinky in the brain Hawaiian shirt, nice. and uh, we, we had a couple of the Disney princesses came by because they, uh, they wanted to buy a Princess Batman uh, pixel art, which mm-hmm. is Batman underdress because Princess Batman is best Batman, apparently. Something I learned while I was at the con. Um, so we actually made one for them, and they came to pick it up. And as they walked away, they sang the Pinky and the Brain song, walking away into Aww. the crowd. I'm like, oh, that's a moment right there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So what, what kind of heat did uh, Christmas Puss get? <laughs> uh, I did wave it around. And once again, my, my tagline, my little, my little description of the whole thing is too damn good. Because I've heard that they don't need it beyond that. They've, they've got it. You know? It's true. I, 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 people come by and I go, is this Christmas bus? You know, the traditional Christmas octopus that gives children sausage, whether they're good or bad. Like Santa, but not so judgy. <laughs> and they walk away. It's like, <laughs> they got the joke like and they're walking away. <clears throat> yes, perhaps if you didn't give away the joke. Yeah. No. Overselling it. <laughs> That's it. It's Christmas puss. You it's know, my, my elevator pitch is so good that they Christmas don't need it. Octopus you got to leave them all wanting that you more. Need to say. The I, what? I, I will tra- say that's a harder sell in June. Sure. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. In July, so, it would have been cakewalk. Yeah. 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 It's just one month early. <laughs> Christmas in July. Um. So yeah, what you had a booth? Well, uh, I I had a corner of a booth, and mostly I was selling uh, Pixel Paladins uh, um, pixel art, which is those little plastic brown Perler beads. beads. Perler yeah, yeah. beads. Yeah. Um, you have and a, you gotta have them make a pixel. Pixel puss. Pixel puss. Pixel yeah. puss. Yeah. No, it's bizarre. I mean, I mean, I'm used to working conventions where you're 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 trying to grab people and you're trying to bring them in and trying to pitch to them. No, this wasn't the thing. The people walk up and beg you to take their money. They just so they this, love them. This is your work you're selling or something? No, this is my friend's work. Uh, okay. I actually ended up uh, again out of desperation, started working on them and making them. So I made several over the weekend. Nice. Yeah, pretty the fun whole, and easy. We had the whole sweatshop set up in the uh, the hotel. Nice. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I made a Ooh. couple of uh, Zelda swords and shields, and uh, After- I, I designed my own minion and made minions and made those. Uh, After the show, we're going to discuss ironing techniques. Ah, uh, yes. What are the geeky things you do, gentlemen? Why do we have to wait till after the show? I'm not discussing ironing techniques on the show. <laughs> Plus, you know, trade secrets. So, because, you know. right, you know, you might as well sh- might as well be talking about a video of a toilet flush. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, that'd be stupid. Look. <laughs> Pretty interesting ideas going on here. They turned the whole toilet into a plunger, guys. The world is full of interesting ideas. That is not one of them. They turned but the, the whole, world is full of interesting ideas. They turned ideas. the whole toilet you know what? into a plunger. That wouldn't become there wouldn't be any suction if the water's not going down. It wasn't suction. I realize now. They just yeah. pushed it 
and it just was forced. News you don't give a shit about. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't create a vacuum because the seat. Yeah. yeah. You can't give a shit if the toilet is clogged. Just one story in News You Don't I think we've well, we've already done one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Second story. A little literal, but yes. <laughs> Director Josh Boone, uh, whose new teen cancer drama, The Fault in Our Stars, is in theaters, is now slated to get behind the camera for the big screen version of Stephen King's classic post-apocalyptic novel, The Stand. Uh, Boone is the third director to take on the project in recent times, following Affleck and Scott Cooper. Uh, while neither Affleck or Cooper had much to say about it during their their stints in it, Boone had plenty when he was asked about it by Vulture. He's quoting, We're going to do one three-hour R-rated version with an amazing A-list cast across the board. Every single one of those characters will be somebody you recognize and somebody you relate to, <laughs> and it's going to be awesome, unquote. Would you, would you rather have another trilogy, Paul? I'd rather have... I don't even care. I don't think that needs to be made into a movie at all. People are obsessed with that. Book is good. Book is great. Miniseries is okay. Yeah. Was, the, was the miniseries all right? Yeah. The miniseries was all right. Uh, if they're going to reboot it, it'd be probably be best rebooted as a miniseries. If they want to rate it all right, go to the HBO. But here's the problem. You really think a studio is not going to be stirring the pot in a rated R three-hour-long movie? Yeah. No studio wants that. And who are these stars he's talking about? And and why put some new people in the shit? You're gonna you won't believe what Don Knotts brings to the (laughs) to the to the mix. Actually, very little. I would now actually. (laughs) What we're gonna do here? Well, Andy, M O O N, that spells moon. <laughs> Andy! That's good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta keep these streets. How am I gonna safe. fit this thing in there? How's that gonna work, bro? <laughs> He's the devil, what? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's happening. Three hours long. I just, they're gonna show, you know, it's gonna be all these stars and it's gonna be very distracting and weird. There's just too much plot in that book. Um, Corin so Nemec is the only bad guy. Do we not that. give a shit because we don't want it done? Uh, this seems like something that, you might actually give a shit about. I or, would or, give a shit if I if it seemed like it was in good hands. Or do you not give a shit because you don't think it's going to get done? Oh, I, it might get done, but I, I wonder just how horribly bastardized it'll be right. by the time it is done. I mean, we already know it is bastardized because he's already cast his first role as a character that's not in the book. So... Oh, even we though it's a different director than the... No, it's the same, it's the same director. This oh, is the first time that... he's opened up about what his project's oh, going to okay, be. Okay, but that was okay. his whole thing. He, he started off talking about, yeah, I'm going to be really faithful. This is a great adaptation. It's going to be spot on. And I'm Here's Wacky the Balloon Guy. <laughs> what? Oh, no, he's not in it, but he's going to tie the whole oh, thing yeah. together. Well, because so, we're condensing the story <laughs> to fit in three hours, I had to add a character... To sort of be all right. these other characters, right? I gotta add and some fucking characters. Something. It's the same shit that went down with Enterprise. Let's add aliens. Let's don't oh, investigate yeah. and explore the old aliens. Let's build in nine new ones, <laughs> nine totally new that are all in a one big cabal. Yeah, that's good. That's interesting. <laughs> and never showed up in the universe ever again so afterwards. Right. So stupid. God, they're stupid. <laughs> don't you want to see the... Why uh, did our show get canceled? Don't you want to see the movie stupid. with the genocide where they wipe out all those? 
<laughs> Where they wipe out the who? Where they wipe out all nine races? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Blah. Yeah, when, when, when Starfleet shows its true colors, <laughs> right. you realize how many people, how many civilizations they murdered before the Prime Directive got firmly established. Guys, we really need to stop this. <laughs> this is a little too much. This is a little too much. We've, we've murdered nine whole races. Feder- how many Federation times can we introduce Ebola to the same planet? Come on. <laughs> Ebola. Like it would work on Aliens. It has actually been nine years since that show was, was put to rest. Canceled, huh? Not long years ago? Yeah, it's 2005. How fresh is my memory? It should be 13 years, then I'd be happy. No, but think about it. There's been no Star Trek on television now for nine years. No new Star Trek. Would you like a poop scoop? Are you ready for a poop scoop? You uh, might have this poop scoop. Why is I, a, I don't know, but why, go, I think I know where you're going to go. Say, why go can't ahead. Is this the, the Netflix Nemechik uh, quote that he already came out and said, that's not what I said? Just saw it today. There's a rumor of an exclusive Star Trek possibly being on Netflix. Yes, and it, that, that was based on a quote from a uh, convention that was misrecorded. From Larry Nemechek, and he so already came back true. out and said yeah. that, no, it is not true. He said that, that Netflix has made overtures to CBS. CBS has said they are not interested. Maybe they are changing their tune. I don't know. The popularity of the story could change their tune, but Larry Nemechek, who is actually a friend of the show, has said, he's like, no, I did not say that. This is what I said at this convention. I was misquoted. Here is what has get been Larry going on. on. The phone. Yeah, we'll get him but Larry. yeah. Let's get him on the phone. Bring right him now. up. Uh, I could call him right now if you want. <laughs> <Get him on laughs> <the phone. laughs> I've got his number. Larry, can we get an be a poop scoop? No, can but yeah. Literally, he said no, that but yeah, you know, Netflix, Netflix has <laughs> approached CBS, said that they are interested. They would like to do it all out House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, etc. I'd love to see it as CBS long as they do it well. has at this point said that they are not interested. If they do it like Orange is the New Black, I want to see Space Prison Ladies. See, Orange is the New Black is great. I haven't seen the new season, but I love the first one. Oh, could you imagine an R-rated Deep Space Nine? Because if they replace half the cast, yes. Well, I meant like as dark <laughs> as that show got in certain times. Oh, man, that show that is so full of dumb. I want to see the Harry Mudd miniseries. That's what I want to <laughs> say. It was so full of dumb. The, the dumbness of that show. God damn it. That was Voyager that you said was the dumb show. Voyager? You know what? Vo- Seriously, Voyager's bad. But Voyager, if you could cut out Neelix, because he's like the Jar Jar. God, he's terrible. <laughs> Here we go again. He's terrible. <laughs> I know. Like, seriously, like, seriously, like, like, my wife is not the biggest Star Trek fan in the world, but right. she enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Right? And she really likes Janeway because she loves a strong female role model. A lot of women did. Right. It's great. So we're trying to sit and enjoy Voyager, and I've been preaching to her because, you know, she hasn't watched these episodes. We're going episode by episode. We're in season two. And I've always told her, I've always been like, he's poison. He's poison to every scene he's in. Neelix is the worst. He's terrible, 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 terrible. He's just a terrible actor. It's just the grossest thing. And... And how many times has he put the ship in danger because he was trying to do something? Yeah. His intentions were good, but his execution. I mean, right beyond just I wanted to make this person the some mac and cheese. The jar jar, and, and I right. infected the whole ship with a deadly virus. I mean, that's the that's the absolute. You know, that's I've said it before. Your bacteria, it's the, rather the clearest thing. He infects the ship with cheese, literally <laughs> and figuratively. He actually infects the ship with cheese. Fuck that guy. He's so bad. He's so bad. He makes the most bizarre, fucked up choices. He's he's like a bipolar monster. 
and you can't get a read on him, and you don't give a fuck about him. You don't give a fuck about him. You hope him. You hope him dead from the moment you meet him. Kill that motherfucker. Ooh, God. Someday, I want to be at a convention with you and get to an elevator for the world's most uncomfortable elevator ride when that guy comes on him with you. <laughs> no, wouldn't be uncomfortable at all. Be like, you threw away a Star Trek role. How's it feel, dickbag? <laughs> you let seven years slip through your fingers and went from icon to gross laughingstock. You were supplanted as the breakout character by a hologram, a Borg woman, and a black Vulcan. Each one superior to you in every way. You are garbage <laughs> and should be taken out to the trash hole. <laughs> Weekend geek! I like the fact that in your little mime there, you're speaking down to him, too. Like, yeah, yeah, he's short. Down. Oh, he's yeah. short. Ethan Phillips is very short. Paul, yeah. I believe it's called a garbage can. You should be taken out to the trash hole. No, it's oh, did you guys hear about the, the poop dump. hole in China? I didn't realize it was in China. No, I didn't. You didn't hear didn't. about this? <laughs> so here's a poop scoop. Here's yeah, the, this is true. Yeah, I'll do it. This is terrible. <laughs> a woman dropped her $300 phone in an open pit latrine. Okay. okay. Her husband jumped down to go get it. Crazy. He passed out. Yeah. Who His wouldn't? mom went down to try and help him. She passed out. Uh-huh. Four other family members went in. They all passed out. The first two died. The other four in hospital. It's terrible. They were uh-huh. in knee-deep shit to go after a $300 phone. Let this be a lesson to you all. <laughs> Worldwide. Especially you, China, because I know you love our it's show. It's very sad. It. Own a crappy flip phone. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, like, right. If Andy drops his phone in a big latrine, he's letting it go. Was it like or, heavy, heavy methane that like sits literally yeah. on the surface? And it just... There's, there's no oxygen. Yeah, no, they died. Yeah. No, I mean, like, not even if they got submerged. It just sits there and it snuffs out all the oxygen. If yeah. They're, just, if they're yeah. lucky, they asphyxiated heavy. from... They yeah. passed out and died. Yes. Yeah. It's very If they're sad. unlucky, they drowned. They're yeah. unlucky. Don't take your phone in the toilet. Into a giant open latrine pit. Well, just Or you just write it off. Yeah. But whatever. You never yeah. know. Well, it's just a phone. But that, that's how, that's what a razor-thin line we walk each day. <laughs> Do you know what level of Angry Birds she was on when she lost that thing? Right. I get it. I get why she went after it. <laughs> she didn't go after it. She lost her husband and her mother-in-law. Yeah. No, wait. Now that you think of it. Yeah, that's, there's a story. She's not down there. <laughs> what is, wait a minute. What's the insurance payoff for this woman? Huh? 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 I think How many times has she planned. dropped that phone into toilets? Ah, this is all planned. I'm just going back to when I am digging a six-foot goddamn hole for a tree, and my wife goes, my soon-to-be ex-wife goes, oh, it's only supposed to be two feet deep. <laughs> I'm digging my own goddamn grave here. <laughs> you dug a six-foot hole in Las Vegas? Well, I only got about three feet down before she mentioned it. How big of a tree is it? Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's it, like, the tree is now about thirty feet but when, tall. But, but the time it was it six in. feet tall. Yeah, no, you don't need you don't need a six-foot hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just bury the tree. <laughs> He's like, a whole he tree was gonna have like half of the the trunk just underground. Well, I wanted a bonsai, but you bought me this big fucker, so I'm compromising. He's turning that tree into a bush. Yeah, <laughs> what a fool I was to do what you said instead of thinking. <laughs> so it is E3 time again. Yes. Speaking of tree into a bush. People of turning into a bush and falling in the toilet. (laughs) Here it is. 
E3, everybody. Oh. And as, as I do gone? yearly, I watch every single one of the the goodies, uh, the top threes, pronunciations, and uh, just for you. And so here's a here's a list of what was new in each category before I begin. There were multiple streaming options as far as how to watch it. Twitch was the big pull away that Twitch was streaming everything for everybody. Uh, but because Twitch was the go-to place, it they really couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. It was dropping out every now and then. And the, uh, just the pixelation was yeah. out of control. Mm-hmm. Everything looked pretty poor. So, but nowhere near as poor as PlayStation 4's very own way of <laughs> watching their own press conference. Yes. Which was at six o'clock you went on you had to download this app, basically, that was Ugh. for E three. And then at the appropriate time, you clicked on the watch it live. And instead of just going into a nice streaming ten eighty P what you would expect, it opened up the PlayStation web browser and then opened up the web browser flash player <laughs> and you watched it in the most heinous way possible <laughs> to the point that it just would stop, like literally stop. It would not start up again. So because PlayStation 4 does not have Twitch, not yet, I had to shut down my PlayStation 4, turn on the Xbox One to log into Twitch so I could watch PlayStation 4's conference on my Xbox One. That's how deep that rabbit hole went. Who won, in your opinion? Who won? I think no it's a Russian Nessie Doom. Is what it it is. depends what you mean by one. The most entertaining, Nintendo, hands down. Mm-hmm. They are they, that was just things. fun. And there was stuff that was actually interesting. Are you tempted to buy a Wii U? For the first time. Right. Wow, I'm, I'm, I'm edging toward it. Me too. I'm getting there too. That's saying a lot. I'm yeah. There. Wow. Well, they're starting to have enough games for the damn thing. Right. And but they're basically just retconning the goddamn thing into a half half of ass GameCube again. Which everybody's like, yay. I died down to the controller. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Add on that you can use all your old. It's one of those GameCube things controllers. Of like, we always say, why don't you just no, like stick with what works? Why do you have to Change the shit. Well, they made a terrible misstep with that I, big. I understand, pad. like updating shit, like that's great. Uh-huh. You know, like the Wii was a big update in itself. But then, like everybody's happy with the Wii. Those who had it liked it, used it regularly. You don't well need to, for, to play. You know, yeah, Wii Sports two games. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. It it had its audience, and so then yeah. But like you say, the GameCube. It's like that's what everybody loved about. Nintendo when but it that happened. wasn't a very successful system. That's it the wasn't. fucked up thing. It's just got a lot of passion behind it because it had yeah. the last wave of really great games. <laughs> well, it's the, about the, the games. The yeah. Wii had a couple of great games, but not like the Cube did. Mm-mm. A lot of the GameCube games are what you play on the, the Wii anyway. Another virtual console. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the video game system that has the Minority Report interface. Then I'll be happy. <laughs> well, Xbox <laughs> tried. It didn't work out so well. Those but dummies. If you had to go between Xbox and Sony, they, I thought they were both well done. Um, I think Sony has a little bit more edge just because they were both throwing games out like crazy, but you know Xbox was leading with you know Call of Duty, 
and PlayStation 4. Call of Duty 75. Yeah, and PlayStation 4 led with Destiny, which, you know, between the two, I'm more interested in Destiny. And so it was, it was stuff like that. It was just that the game caliber on the PlayStation 4 stuff, that was but well, that much better. Destiny is a cross-platform And it is. Too, yeah. Yeah. And they were both showing so cross-platform so stuff. Call of Duty, yeah. There's and not they, that many exclusives out there anymore. Uh, and they, they announced their own. Well, here, they'll go yeah, into it. Yeah, Here's yeah, uh, yeah, E3 yeah. Xbox. This is a Microsoft's press conference, and they, they focused on games. Uh, in fact, focused on games more than PlayStation did, interestingly enough. Um, here's the high points, in case you didn't see it. Uh, first off, the thing that just scratch my head halo the master chief collection brings all four main entries of the halo franchise together in one 60 dollars package it comes complete with all multiplayer maps and halo 2's multiplayer will now be playable in high definition on uh, 1080p on xbox one the collection will also access halo 5 multiplayer beta this december so their big announcement the number one announcement is old halo games for Halo games. yeah that was the lead. That was yeah. the big lead. I they, mean, that's a great deal if I've never played Halo and I'm interested in playing Halo on the new console. Right. But There's, that's not going to be lead. a 360 version of that. You know what? There, might, there probably is. I don't know. I don't I don't know either, to tell you the truth. I mean, it, can't, it wouldn't be able to do you any good with the Halo 5 beta unless they're making Halo 5 360 backwards compatible. I don't think it is for the 360, Paul, mostly because the little snippets that I watched... They were making a big deal about how the graphics were upgraded and I mean, and I'm pretty sure it's just higher for the definition. One, but it's a shame for the and in some cases they said for, quote for the first time ever. Mm. First uh, time Tomb ever Raider reboots getting a sequel time. for 2015 holiday season. Of course, that's going to be across all platforms. Uh, Microsoft made sure the indie community felt included this year. There was a trailer for Moon Studios Ori and the Blind Forest, very very artsy platformer. Uh, Fable Legends multiplayer was shown, be available in beta form this fall. Again, a game I was really not impressed by. Um, but it was gameplay footage for Dragon Age Inquisition, and Microsoft vaguely mentioned the Xbox One Inquisition players will have access to premiere content. Whatever that's, that means. That's it. That, that, I mean, there were some other trailers, but they were all general trailers. Oh, the, oh, the other one? Uh, genital trailers? Genital trailers, uh, which, genital you know, trailers? that's a very, very brave <laughs> that's, that's a niche way to market. Go. That's yeah. a niche market. Talk about your joystick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they did announce the next crackdown, though, and that is going to be exclusive. Yawn! Sure. So. Yawn to all of it. I am so underwhelmed by, by Microsoft at this point. They, are, they really shit the can. <laughs> they shit the, hole? the can? <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, so here's Sony's goodies. <laughs> <laughs> you know the old saying. <laughs> Sony let off a cell phone in that can. Yep. They were going after they that. They really shit the can with their three hundred dollars <laughs> cell phone. Those the dummies. Old that guy sure shit the can. <laughs> <laughs> what a fool! I'm pretty sure Paul just shit the can by saying shit the can. <laughs> you can shitters. Uh, as Open I mentioned, uh, Sony let off phone. with Destiny and. Uh, they were happy to point out it will have exclusive content on the PS4 uh, and will get its own bundle with a white PS4 on September 9th, 2014, when the game releases. So the white gets better, yeah. Uh, what a surprise. They also, <laughs> they also announced Little Big Planet 3 for the PS4. Uh, there were trailers for Dead Island 2, Suda 51's Let It Die, and Infamous First Light. Uh, it's DLC for Infamous, the first round. Uh, for classic gamers, this one really actually kind of dropped my my jaw. Uh, Telltale is exclusively releasing a remastered Grim Fandango for PS4 and Vita. That's exciting. Yeah, that one kind of 
took me left field and got me very happy. Uh, There's also an indie showcase in there that showed a whole bunch of stuff off, including a game called Bro Force, looked like a Contra type shooter, real tongue in cheek stuff. Uh, also talked about the PlayStation TV coming to U.S. and Canada, uh, the Ratchet and Clank movie, the series Powers will be available on PSN. That's huge. Yeah. They brought up my, uh, the, Brian Michael Bendis to talk about That's the biggest announcement that I got from the whole thing. That's so it's TV a show? Powers? It's, it's based off the comic book. Right, by right, Michael, right. By they, had Michael, a pilot, by they had a pilot in the can like six years ago. Yeah, it was originally an FX. Actually, I got a story more on that later on. I mean, if it's done well. But it's, it's covered. I would like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's done well, sure. If it's done well. <laughs> I wouldn't mind watching that. What's the, what's the status on that, though? Is it, uh, is it looking like it's going to be done well? It, uh, what's, the, what's the word? It's, well. Ah! <laughs> I wasn't even here for that episode, and I got the catch. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> Jeff looking miffed. <laughs> it's usually Paul that would do that to Jeff, but I just had Well, to. yeah, if we're going to bring a full circle, but how was the parking there? <laughs> At E3, how's the parking? Expensive. Well, yeah, apparently right. it wasn't very good. It was all pixelated. Right. <laughs> Uh, they also very quickly mentioned that Project Morpheus, that's Sony's VR headset, will have two game demos, new ones on the E3 show floor, but no announcement as to when that's going to be done. Uh, also got the Metal Gear Solid 5 trailer, which made me yawn. Mortal Kombat X gameplay, that was oh, nice to see. I can't wait. Because that game does look good. I can't wait for Mortal Kombat X. It looks so good. It's so gross. Actually, what was very surprising is how much gameplay yeah. that, that Sony's... Yep, conference showed versus I, just trailers. That is going to make me buy a next gen console. That game, uh, as speak- I have every Mortal Kombat game ever. Oh yeah, multiple. That's, that's really the only fighting game I really get excited it's about. It's kind of the last. It's yeah, it's super fun. I've never had, I've never not had a great time with those games. Yeah, and the new characters that they've introduced thus far look balls to the wall, crazy. crazy. Yeah. Got the insect girl and the insect girl. master blaster looking thing. Oh, it was so good with the guy on his back. <laughs> yeah. Dual character. That's the first time they've done that. Yeah, man. And bringing the block button back. Yeah. Uh, then they, speaking of gameplay, they showed a long segment of gameplay from Arkham Knight with a show in Gotham City and lots of Batmobile. That's another good one. Maybe. They pushed it back, though. Yeah, they pushed yeah, it, they back push to it back to next year. A lot of this stuff is 2015 stuff. And really? Yeah, and they finished with save my pennies. Of course, one last big announcement with Uncharted Four for PlayStation Four. So, they had their share of exclusives in there. Uh, Did you see that wild looking uh, game? Was it called Teacup? I don't. I don't recall a teacup. This is a really cool little indie game that looks like a 1930s cartoon. I. Did not see that on there. I heard about it, but they didn't show that in the the conference. They didn't. Mm-mm. It looks cool. Hmm. It looks really cool. So it looks like an old Mary Melodies. Like or, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit kind yeah, of. Yeah, it looks like it, it's in color, but it looks like an old school crazy '30s cartoon. Nice. It's neat. They did show this one, and I can't remember what it was called, but it was a set in World War One tearjerker indie game that really kind of like set you back, and you're like, oh, something. This is going to make me feel horrible to play, oh, and I can't boy. wait for it. Oh, what's the game? It's World like, War One. Oh, World War One. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Thanks, American history. <laughs> it's mustard. It's mustard <laughs> gas. The gas. game. Yeah, yeah. Mustard, mustard gas. The game. I'd be like uh, papers, trench war. please. Trench war. The game. Papers, please. Did you ever end up playing play- papers, please? Yes. God, that's a great game. Right. Well, I, I love you were talking papers. About please. that the other day. Yeah. It's really dark. Yes, it is. But boy, is it, it sounds captivating. like a strangely uh, fascinating game to play. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know about this one. So papers, yeah, please. Either. You are a you work border control at a fictional Eastern Bloc country. And when you hear that, you go, well, that's a boring-ass game. Yeah. And I've never played it, but after you got describing it, I was like, oh. You, you are, should watch it on Twitch sometime. Yeah, it's very watchable on Twitch. It's you, you are under timer. Your job is to only let the proper people through. But if you don't let enough people through, then your family's basically going to starve because you're paid by how many people you get through. Or turn down one or the other, but you have to make sure everybody's stuff is in order. If you don't, and you get people's sob stories, you get terrorists trying to come through with their own agendas. Uh-huh. It's really out there, dark gameplay. But several boys are compelling. Yeah, several different things to check on their paperwork. You have to double check all these. Little, sometimes they'll come in with a special little dispensation paper that like this lets me get through and it's like do i agree with this or I've not i've never I... heard about this yeah it's like, like all this kind of stuff man it's really wild you got to keep up to date with all the changing codes and all the different stuff <laughs> it's yeah, oh it's really Sounds really like it is not easy and highly stressful it's... yeah and the, and the poor people are like my my mother is dying on the other yeah, side I'm sorry of the wall. you got the wrong class i've got a, oh I'm no sorry, I can't right and he's sending them back you, you don't have the right papers you so sad you and you have to make choices <laughs> with your salary as to whether you buy food or heat <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really it's pretty pretty dark, creepy sounding game. It's yeah, really cool, that's, man. That's, it's really cool. It's very minimalist graphics, but it's well done. It's just fucking cool. Now I like I'll papers, please a bunch. There's another one out there. Uh, Is that an indie game? Castle, yeah, very much so. Castle Keeper or Castle Defense? Something. Shit, I gotta look it up again. But it's all about. Uh, breaking and entering into people's houses. I ha- I do know that one. I've played that one where you have to set up your own defense and then you go p- try to get into other people's defenses. Yes. Not <laughs> as compelling as I thought. No, it would it's be. not as good. It's a well, great idea, yeah. but it's but it's would, too it's too hard, too convoluted. Super hard. It's super hard. Would, but it's highly depend on the people you're playing with too. Well right? that's just it, but it's but it's also really weird. Like you could, It's also really you, dark because the goal of the other players is to not only get to your your wealth, but to kill your family, to murder your family <laughs> and take your money. Yeah, That's so nice. But nice. the and the only way you can defend your own home is by murdering other people's families and taking their money, so you have money to install burglar proofing. So it's like home invasion. <laughs> the game it is, it is. but it, oh, it, Lord. it's crazy. It's top down yeah, puzzly. The, the graphics are real, you know, basic. But it's really hard. You can pick what kind of house you want to go into. You know, you pick a, like a very basic, simple house. But the the rewards the aren't going to be as great. Yeah, and, yeah, all that kind of thing. It's just the really, higher the risk, the higher reward. Yeah, man. Tricky, scary shit. I can shit. definitely see that having a Nazi very dedicated zombies. following. Dude, they just came out with a new Wolfenstein. Yeah, you want yeah, that? It's there. And I hear it's pretty decent. I and watched a little a new... bit of it. It was a little over the top, in my opinion. I've heard of that, too. It's just... Oh, it looks like they went way over the top. I mean, Well, it's... I heard that actually it's it skirts that. It's that, like, on one side, it's real kind of cheesy over the top, but also in areas it has a, a surprisingly emotional punch. I think the problem is 
you throw dialogue on that and you're just asking for trouble. Wolfenstein, the first one, worked because the only dialogue was, Ach, my Liebe! That's true. Yeah. And shit like that. That's it. You just ran well, through hallways and doors and killed guys. <laughs> yeah, and it was version. pretty clear cut. It's like, shoot and that you, guy. And then you spent an hour touching every wall to find secret yeah, doors. Yeah, damn this right one, you This did. one's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's very strange. Yeah, I'll get around to playing it eventually. And there's also a new version of Doom coming out, too. Is there? Yeah. I'm down for another Doom. Three it's was all right. Doom or is it new qu- no, it's new Doom. It's Doom. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell did you just say? <laughs> it's, uh, I guess they're I'm including... I'm so tired. I'm so tired today. Guys, if I die soon from tired... <laughs> It's just what that's, it is. I don't Good think notice. that's possible. Stop staying up till 7 in the morning playing video games. I'm not. Oh, I'm just, wow. I, I was in bed pretty early. I'm just tired. It's working in the heat, I think. This do it. And that third yeah. podcasting doesn't help either. What? Huh? And that third podcasting doesn't help either. Yeah, this is my... Th- well, I was tired for our, my second podcast today. I was fucking tired. All right. We'll, we'll, see. well here's E3 uh, yeah. Nine Inch Nails. Oh, Nintendo. Nintendo. What, 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 yeah. what? Sorry to disappoint you. Oh. I will say they kicked it off right. They, if you haven't seen it, check this video out. It's basically a Reggie Feel of Me with uh, Satoru Iwata. Yeah, they fight, and they're basically this this huge choreographed with stunt people fight as if they are playing Smash Brothers against each other in real life, and then they devolve into their Mies because that's the big sell of Smash Brothers this time. Is you can fight with your Mies and customize it. And so, but that first video that they showed was amazing. Didn't they have Robot Chicken do some like? Yeah, they started stuff with the, the Robot Chicken type yeah. thing and ended with a death stare from Luigi and all that good stuff. I, I sense another naked Jesus character from Paul. But no, uh, I can't. You can't make that kind of stuff on uh, what do you call it? You can't make the strap on. <laughs> On the, the not Nintendo on the Nintendo. Console. They they that's they don't offer. They put that the kibosh on that fun. No, I got to wait for the next Soul Caliber. <laughs> Oh, the strap. Uh, also, bad, bad man. Also with Smash Brothers, they uh, showed off these new NFC figurines that called Amiibo. Uh, basically, they look like Skylanders or uh, yep. Disney Infinity figures. Uh, they allow uh, you to use Smash Brothers characters that can be modified and leveled up, basically. Now, are these figurines, are they classic Nintendo characters? Yeah, classic Nintendo characters. Oh, I'm going to buy every goddamn one. They look great. Yeah. And and one of the main reasons that I'm now like, mm, maybe I should go to Nintendo, uh, is that these are cross-platform, not cross-platform, but cross-game pieces. You'll be able to use them for Smash Brothers, Mario Kart 8, uh, Mario Party 10, and, uh, and, a, and a slew of others. Like most of the Mario games. Yeah, Yoshi, the next yeah. Yoshi game. So they, they all involve, these figures involve themselves because they can be read from that tablet. Yep. That it is have. crazy to me how Super Mario Brothers, that simple little game, the original one, has has become 40 different things and all the different franchises that have grown off of that. It's and, impressive. It's and an actually, you go thing. back a step. It's Donkey Kong is a start. Yeah, really? That's yeah. True. Well, it's all Shigeru Miyamoto. That's what it comes right. down to. Yeah. You got one... For the most part, one super genius behind all of it. Now, of late, there have been plenty of other development teams working on the project, but he still has a great deal of oversight and really shapes stuff and puts in the right direction. Very rarely does he make a misstep. But then you have Wii Music. But uh, <laughs> that's right. But he, but he oh, is wow, pretty yeah. damn successful. 
So Wii Music is the Neelix of uh, Mario Brothers. <laughs> Did you ever see Wii Music? No. That was. It's not a Mario game. That year it's that came a, out was very evident when Everybody Nintendo was, was just laughing, just like, what the fuck are you even doing? Play any so instrument bad. you want on your controller. It, it was. It was. It basically looked like you were sucking a wiener. It, it was. You were the, playing a it, trumpet. It was the last. Wasn't it the last Wii conference for E3? I think so. Before they moved on to Wii U, must have been. Yeah. Uh, going back to Nintendo, the 3DS Smash Brothers game is almost done. Had to be delayed from its summertime to an October third, twenty fourteen. Uh, Polygon reported that Wii U GameCube controller adapter will re- retail for nineteen ninety nine. The Smash Brother emblem clad controller uh, we saw it with will be available twenty nine ninety nine. Uh, also, these will be available in a ninety nine ninety nine dollar bundle with Smash Brothers uh, Wii U when it comes out in the holidays. I still have all of my old, but I'll have to buy that pack for sure. Even well, if I don't have a three DS yet, I will have to buy that controller pack bundle with the game. That's the other thing impressive with I think with Nintendo is that like they've had that handheld console game, you know, handheld gaming thing. The three DS, yeah, they've had been it on solid, lockdown. and it, it's you know because PlayStation tried it with PSP and it sort of came and did you get Tamodachi Life? Not, it did, didn't no. ever get the life that that did. It's so. weird. It seemed weird, but it doesn't seem like my my kind of fun. It's all right. I'm not loving it yet, but it's. I had to adjust my clock because I'm playing it late at night and everything's closed and nothing's happening. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, fuck so it. It's he plays in, in real time. Oh, then, it's yeah. weird, dude. It's a weird game. Yeah. Well, so now, as far as it knows, you live in Cambodia. <laughs> it's a holiday <laughs> in Cambodia. Your mees are starving to death. Nintendo also showed <laughs> off a spiritual sequel to Kirby's Epic Yarn with Yoshi's Woolly World. In Mario's spinoffs, they also got Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Uh, Say that five times fast. No way. <laughs> I can barely read what I have. Captain Toad weak. Treasure Tracker. Go back to the, the Woolly <laughs> what? Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Uh, so it's a knitting game. If you played Kirby's Epic Yarn, which yeah. hit that feel? Yeah. Did you play Kirby's Epic Yarn? I didn't. I watched a little. You girl saw play it, though. Was it just Kirby just you watched telling a, a really play long it? story? Little girl. Watch oh, my your daughter, daughter play, play it. it. Yeah. Is Kirby just sitting there telling a really long story? Yep. He just it's keeps like, going. With a beard. This is my Epic <laughs> Yarn. <laughs> like, that was the play. Back when it, I was though. a little ball of whatever the hell I am. When I was a little pink puff. Uh, next was Zelda on the Wii U. That was officially announced. The game is keeping its halfway car- cartoony look of Skyward Sword, and it's been expanded to a fully open world coming 2015. There's also a new trailer for the Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire remakes, which will feature Mega Evolutions. We also got a look at Bayonetta 2, which is coming to Wii U in October, and contains the original Bayonetta and some Nintendo-inspired character costumes. Kirby Canvas Curse is getting a Wii U sequel in Kirby and the Rainbow Curse on the Wii U. Kirby Canvas Course? Curse. It says, okay. Then they officially unveiled Mario Maker. It's a game that lets you build your own 8-bit Mario levels, as everyone assumes some covert E3 pictures made the rounds a few, a few days ago. Uh, looks like you can switch them back and forth between 8-bit graphics and new Super Mario Brothers style graphics at the press of a button. So you can make your own Mario levels and share them with the world. Is that, that a Wii that U I game? That I would enjoy doing. And that's a video game. Is that a Wii U game? Uh, it's a Wii U game. You're using the tablet is there to create be, it. Is there not going to be a version for the 3DS? I doubt it. 
Not uh, not based on what they showed because it was very tablet centric. Just sold Paul Wii U. It, it really, I, I saw that the other day and I was like, ah, oh, shit. That would be fun to make your own. Models. Right. <laughs> and it's and the interface they showed is super easy to work. And I'll tell you, you know, from the sharing of of levels and stuff that I've seen from the people who get really creative with uh, the Sackboy game, Little Big Planet, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Nintendo's pretty good about sharing levels and st- shit like that. So their connectivity. So you're going to get access to a ton of really cool user-created content yeah. on the cheap. Li- That's going to be a massive game. And I can't wait for Paul's penis levels. To- <laughs> there's going to be nothing but penis levels. But actually, they, <laughs> they're gonna, they'll curtail it pretty well. And there's a new little big planet coming out for the PS4. Yeah, too, I said that earlier. Okay, PS, yeah, that, I, was, I thought that was I remember real. hearing that. So, yeah. Uh, with new characters that have different abilities and has a very strong 3D component from what I saw, but as have Paul they just tested, the controls? Don't no. know. Didn't touch it, but he won't. Probably Somebody looks is. still very floaty. Yeah. Somebody out there buy the website 8-Bit Penis for Paul before, you know. If it's not out there already, Paul hey, what he called is already there. What's what's that? What's that rubber one? Wang. Rubberwang.com. That's rubber already Wang. made. It still exists. Look up rubberwang.com. If anyone's interested. No, I think he held on to that for like five years and then let it go. <laughs> Decided uh, this joke is played out. Back to the back to the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the Zelda thing. The one of the best costumes I saw at the con oh. was uh, somebody in Link costume carrying a sign that said "Call me Zelda again." <laughs> 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 And Say Zelda one more time. <laughs> and finally, they showed a game called Splatoon, which has you playing as a squid that can turn into a human and shoot ink from a super soaker. Because when Nintendo does a multiplayer online battle arena shooter, it has to be something completely weird and thing you had never seen before. But the paint for the soaker covers the land in a really interesting way that I'm sure is part of the gameplay. But it looks really neat. Did... Uh Oh, I've lost it. Yes. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. There's an understatement. Yeah, that's yeah read that again. Oh, that I know, like I know. Octodad. Is that out yet on the PlayStation Network? Yeah. Do you have it? No. Oh. I haven't heard good things about the The first Octodad I hear is really good, but the sequel that they released, I haven't heard a lot of good things about. Oh, really? So yeah. this, is a, this is a sequel. Dadliest yeah. Catch yeah. is a sequel? Yeah, a sequel. How, how hard is it to be an Octodad? Octomom is tif- difficult, but Octodad, <laughs> Do you man, know the premise behind the game? Half the trailer park is Octodad. Have the, you seen the it? The premise is great. The premise is hilarious. So it's an octopus pretending to be a man. And, okay. And, he's, and the controls are just all wiggly, loosey-goosey. You're controlling... The arms individually. You just so flail it's around. Not as easy to control you as you think. Just flail around and knock shit over constantly. It's okay. really silly. It's really silly. You should watch some of the gameplay. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that seems like a longer list from Nintendo. Yeah. Of like big games. Well, they've gotten their shit in order. It looks like. Is all this stuff coming out this year for them? Nope. Just like everything else, about half of it's 2015. So moving on from. That I I got sad news, especially for me, because I love this guy so much. Uh, for the younger members of the audience, you will be forgiven for not knowing who Rick Mayall was. But you need to fill in that gap right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. But if you vividly remember the 80s or the 90s, you probably remember the 1991 comedy Drop Dead Fred. And before that, the British sitcom The Young Ones that aired oh. from 82 to 84. Yeah. Uh, you'll remember that face and that voice as a one-of-a-kind comedian. Uh, actor Rick Mayhall passed away Monday that at the age heart. 56. I I oh, you're pressing me again, aren't you? Love the young ones so much. Yeah. As a little, little shit, I had to stay up crazy late to watch that. I gotta get that on DVD. I I had it on VHS. 
Yeah, I did too. I and did. It's too. just gone, you and that was to... an expensive set. Mm-hmm. That was like forty bucks. Well, that was it's only six episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's BBC. Back in the day, it was hard to get. Yeah, it was really so. hard. To, I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna buy it. And Is I it did. really only it's six an early episodes? Staple of comedy. Well, episodes. in the VHS, there. If you buy the DVD, you get a. There's a lot more than that. Yeah, that's just what they released in that first yeah. VHS. Because I feel like I saw more than six episodes. I, it wasn't a ton of episodes. But, yeah, because it, re- it was like it was showing on BBC for a while. It was showing. I think on it was only MTV. two seasons, MTV. wasn't it? Yeah, it it's only like, yeah. it's only like MTV. twelve episodes. Well, you said eighty-two to eighty-four. Yeah, maybe a little yeah. more, but maybe not many. Maybe a few more, that's but not kind many. of wonderful news because that means there's more for me to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. That, that makes me happy. It's a Oh, oh God, that show. That is an absurd show. Vivian, Vivian, you are disgusting. Despicable Vivian. Like, like when I see shows, <laughs> clean up this place. I live in a pigsty with you, Vivian. When I see shows like Workaholics, I go, "Well, they clearly saw the young ones, and if they didn't, then they don't realize they clearly saw." They the know young what's ones. going on. I yeah. named my last D and D character Footumsh from. Aww. Yes, you did. So, yeah. <laughs> I actually one of the one of the comics I'm working on is, is has has inspiration from them. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'd say kids in the hall owe a lot to them as well. Yeah. A lot of their non sequitur yeah. shit. Yeah, a non sequitur is the best way to describe that. But show. that wow, show had a, that show did things that like when you watch Family Guy or you watch uh, American Dad and you go, you could only do that on a cartoon. That they, show did yep. it in real. They life. did it. Yeah. They, they buried Neil in the no, and a bunch of Neil gnomes grew up out of. Yeah. A bunch of other like Neils grew out and shit. The shit you say could only be done on cartoons. Crazy. They didn't do it in a cartoon. Yeah, and Vivian was a straight up cartoon, man. It was crazy. Yeah. That show made me look up who Felicity Kendall was back before the internet existed, and it was hard to look up who Felicity Kendall was. <laughs> yeah, I teach you it. all about Cliff Richard. That's I got to try it. The DVDs. I'm sure they're available somewhere. I'd yes, they do. They exist. find Buddy Holly in their attic. He crashed through the parachute. Oh, I think I would have. First episode. Oh, that's right. Buddy Holly's hanging upside down. Seeing Ode to hey, Spiders Sue. because that's what he's been eating and living yeah. on for, yeah. for spiders. Decades. I love each spiders. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Cuckoo Daddy Long Legs. Yes. <laughs> Cuckoo Daddy Long Legs. I yeah. forgot he was in Drop Dead Fred. Yep. Yep. He is Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, he was just that, in it. He is I Drop forgot, Dead Fred. I about that. We've been promised a street-level noir vibe for Daredevil, Marvel's first foray into Netflix original programming. Marvel announced that Emmy-nominated actor Vincent D'Onofrio, Homicide Life of the Street, Men in Black, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, will play Wilson Fisk in the upcoming series alongside Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil. What? Marvel's announcement never mentions the name Kingpin. Fisk's, That's all you gotta hear. Right? Fisk's villain moniker and describes the character as, quote, a powerful businessman whose interests in the future of Hell's Kitchen will bring him into conflict with the blind, blind attorney, Matt Murdock, and his alter ego, Daredevil. So you have no problem with Vincent D'Ofrio as Kingpin. Michael Clark Duncan is, is just not fat enough. It depends not that on he's the not execution. Fat enough. And Vincent D'Ofrio is a big guy. He's a big guy. He's pretty yeah. heavy, and he can pack it on. He's one of those character guys who will who will gain fifty pounds for a role. Yeah, I would true. not be surprised to see him gain fifty pounds before he does this. He's nuts, and he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's not nuts. to take he's anything nuts. away from Michael Clark Duncan. Right, 
Which but you already did. You're no, you're no Vincent D'Onofrio. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's nuts, but he's also nuts about the craft. So, I mean, he gets yeah. really, really into his roles. He plays villains really well. well I mean, it, he's he, a he creepoid. He plays every character very well. Uh, like, that was one of the, the, the chief complaints, I guess, they had with uh, Law & Order Criminal Intent uh-huh. was that because he got so into the role, occasionally they had to take little breaks during the filming <laughs> to... to well. To continue to the, calm him down. he was full metal jacket. Yeah, right. Yeah, he made that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, After that part, I could I could care less about what. Ha- yeah, Matthew Modine has never done anything <laughs> for me and never will. <laughs> I don't understand how that guy had a career. So you watched the first half of that movie a lot. Yeah, actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah I've watched well, that I mean, much more. The first half of the movie is about that character, is about the create, not only that character, but it's just a much more interesting. And he does setting. a really good job about yeah, it. Yeah, and then they go and off you to war, love, and you're like, who cares? You gotta love the drill sergeant. Spoiler yeah. alert, by the way, he's yeah. not in the second half of the movie. How could yeah. you not love the drill sergeant? Right, yeah. you know, and no, the second half, it's, it's two different yeah. movies. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and the, the second movie is poo poo. I like the second movie. Just it's as okay. Much. It's just I like the second movie, movie too, but it, it does not hold a candle. The first, it's half. different. It's different, different, different. And just Matthew Modine gets on my last nerve. Like, I'm not rooting for you, Dick Beans. Yeah, but I'm rooting for like Baldwick, Baldwin, Baldwick, Baldwick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, rooting for, I'm rooting for all the other guys he's with. I guess. And I, the and dead I, know one thing. Oh. Oh, it oh, is oh. better to be alive. I'll go back a step. Right. That was spot on, by the way. Right. That was pretty great. <laughs> that was pretty great. That was pretty great. And that, like Memphis Bell, Memphis Bell. How did you get in that movie? How did you get to do that movie? And who cares? You say you say that as if that's one of the great cine- It's terrible great pieces of film ever made. Here's you know how thing. he got in that movie? Because it's not that good of a movie. <laughs> but but he was worse. It's kind of an average movie. So he watch. Did it. Watch, look it up on YouTube. There's so got to be a thing. So Matthew Modine Matthew shaking up champagne Bell. in Memphis Bell is one of the most ham-fisted, <laughs> hard-to-watch, uncomfortable things I've ever seen on on any screen. I love that, how you go. We like, did it, guys. We did it. <laughs> he goes into like this half-epileptic fit. <laughs> tries to open the bottle. <laughs> like he's trying to open and shake the champagne around. Like oh, I'm really happy. <laughs> but it's like it's like it just looks like. Like he's got, got some real problems. I love that you're ranting about Modine's career. Like, it's been huge. Like, it's still soaring. No. Like, what's the last guy that did time the guy but, was in a fucking movie? Um, I think does, it was The Stand. He, no. Wasn't no, he, he actually was, does a lot of TV shows. He was. He's still pissed off about Tim Kazarinsky. He was the cheated on husband in a good, a pretty good flick in a small role. And I was well, like, you know what I'm oh. it's like it's not it's not like he has a huge career that he has a career is what <laughs> stifles and stymies. So me. it's jealousy, basically. You know, jealous um, of his career. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. No, just, no I'm, I'm more enraged about the time that has been wasted. <laughs> so go, back, go back a step here to Rick Bale. I'd, we'd forgotten one of his best characters. There's Flash from uh, from uh, Black, Black Adder. Adder. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah stole yeah, the too. show with that. Oh, character. yeah. Jeez, not easy to say about that show. Uh-huh. Right. 
How do you steal that show from any of those people? Uh-huh. Stomping in with Meredith. heavy duty guys. Meredith is great in that. All of them are Hugh great. Laurie yeah. Hugh Laurie and, 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 Stephen, and of course, Lord. it's so uh, over the top that Atkinson. Stephen Fry kind of disappears into the background. Stephen Fry fades into the background in that show. You're sort of like, who's that guy in the back? Who's <laughs> unbelievably witty and smart and intelligent and charming. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that guy. Where's Baldrick? Bring him back out. You know, it's like... <laughs> How potent that fucking show was. Didn't, that show didn't the guy played Baldrick write one of those uh, weird rock musicals too? Didn't he? Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe. I think maybe. he did. I think he seems wrote. like a West End thing to do. Oh, yeah. God. Well, he's true. behind one of the journeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the journey projects. But instead of a gun, it's his, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's, he, he did to Sherry about the which, cooking. Which, which of the journeys? Escape? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Escape. Much better than Wheel in the Sky. That was a terrible music. Wheel in the Sky yeah. keeps on turning. Black Adder's probably another one I should get. Yeah, I haven't seen. Well, Blackadder's on Netflix. Oh, I yes, think it is. still. Is it? Is yeah, oh. I've been watching. We watched the first season. Uh, goddamn season ender! Holy crap! Oh, that series ends just brilliantly. <laughs> no spoilers. I'm not giving you a theory, yeah. but yeah, the, the whole series, the ending wild. of that is like, oh my god! Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, wow. To celebrate the 75th anniversary of Batman. Warner Brothers is launching a tour through the Dark Knight's cinematic history. Ever since Warner Brothers released Tim Burton's Batman in 89, the character remained one of the most successful and enduring big screen superheroes, had more adventures in the movies than any other hero. With seven films in 25 years, he's already got his next appearance lined up in 2016's Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. I have to say the whole thing every time. It's they are so ba- dumb. Batman they v Superman. In, they don't seem to be including the uh, versus. It's V. Yeah, not Batman versus yeah. Superman. Batman V. They're yeah. not including the Adam West movie. Uh, no, they're not. Interesting. Uh, Batman still a uh, big deal with the movies, and to celebrate that, uh, plus seventy five well, years said in the last twenty five uh, years. Yeah. Well, it's because Warner Brothers years for celebrating seventy five years and his whole you're right, journey through film. So is that owned by somebody else? Probably. It's because the Batman the the Batman West Batman film was not by Warner Brothers. It was yeah. by Fox. Yeah, and this is. is a Warner Brothers thing Who going did on. The 40s and they are celebrating seventy five years of the of character being a big deal in general. Uh, so they have added a new limited time Batman exhibit to its Burbank, California studio tour, beginning June twenty sixth. The tour Ooh. begins with guides pointing out various Batman studio locations on the Burbank lot. That's where Batman hit a man. Then moves That's on. That's where to Batman drove his Batmobile. Then moves to the really Studio Tours Museum. That's going to sound like. That's where Batman <laughs> go a Batpole. I'm very happy that they're hiring. Where Batman goes Batpole. He went. He goes Batpole there. <laughs> this where Batman put on cape. This here where Batman to say, "Oh, Batman!" Oh, is this a is this a kid from them from Quantum Leap? Is that the yeah? Uh, what? <laughs> I thought he was doing Batman Spider Man there for a second. <laughs> Batman Spider Man, Spider Man. You know, I don't know, but you're I the like one it. that showed it to us. Batman Spider Man, we're best friends. Wow, uh, the wow. thing that you showed us like years ago. Jeff has a memory that don't quit. Right. He remembers everything. I don't remember Batman Spider-Man. <laughs> Paul's like Seriously? a goldfish. I don't. You know, there's no poop involved in it, so I can see why I forgot about I it. Forgot about it. Uh, three seconds later, Paul forgets. He's like a goldfish. All I remember is the, is wow. the, the really ridiculous uh, card back for that Spider-Man figure that made him into Bruce Wayne. Oh, yes. oh wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, then it moves to the Studio Tours Museum, which will have more than half of its ground floor newly devoted to Batman. 
Uh, their visitors will see a wall of bat cowls from the various Batman films. Six Batman bat suits. Six Batman that, suits. How do you get bat milk from Batman From cows? Batman cow. Including Michael <laughs> Keaton's Batman original 89 suit and Christian Bale's Dark Knight Rises suit. Uh, I've seen those, actually. From throughout the character's movie history, weapons like the Joker's playing cards, Bane's bomb, and the Penguin's umbrella. <laughs> Bane's the, bomb. By that, do they mean <laughs> Batman bomb. and Robin? Bane's bomb. The movie Batman and Robin? Oh Jesus! I and the costume of villains, with costumes of villains like Mister Freeze, the Riddler, and Catwoman. I don't provide the milk you want. I provide the milk now, you need. I the did. exhibit also extends to the Warner Brothers Car Museum on the studio lot, which will house various Bat vehicles, including the Burton and Schumacher era Batmobiles, the Tumbler, the Bat Pod, and the Dark Knight trilogy, and the Bat Hammer and Batgirl's motorcycle. The exhibit also gives visitors a chance to operate the bat signal themselves. Tickets are $54, and children eight years and up are welcome. Now, a year and a half ago, I did that studio tour. A lot of what's in it, not all of what you just read is in there, but a lot of it I got to do on the studio tour. The really bad thing about it is when you get to the studio museum, there's no photography allowed. Of course not. So all of that stuff that you're talking about, I've seen. It's fantastic. You have no proof. Uh, and I have no proof. I literally have proof. no way of saying. Why hey, do you look, need proof? The um, from from Dark Knight Rises, where they have uh, when he's in the the underground and the uh, the big acrylic case comes up from the ground and uh-huh. opens up yeah. and it's got the suit yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the little batarangs and all the of his little suit stuff. Case, as they it had that in the museum. Like the first thing when you walk in the door, it's right there. Yeah, and you can walk around it and everything cool. and. And get like real up close and look at it, but you can't take pictures. Uh, this is a thing I so don't. So it's it's really disappointing on that step. But a lot of that stuff that they had that you read off there, they had there, and it's you know some now of you it is very proppy. Some of it looks like a prop when you get up close to it. Sometimes you look like a prop. But some of the Sometimes some of the outfits are really cool. Uh, the, the one that really got me though These was aren't. the the uh, the Catwoman uh, costume from. Uh, uh, Tim Burton's one, the, the last film, the last Batman oh. film, because it shows that uh, what's her name is like super, super short and super, super skinny. Yeah. Oh, like, Anne I Hathaway mean, got Anne ridiculously Hathaway. skinny yeah. for that movie. Like, like you walk up to it, and I'm not kidding you, it's like a foot wide, and it's only like maybe four feet tall. Yeah. This the costume, and and it's well, on a mannequin, it and you're so. well, yes, but no, it's on a mannequin, <laughs> and you're standing right next to it, and then it says this is authentic co- Anne Hathaway yeah. costume. So what from you're saying is Catwoman's a spinner. Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> At least, but yeah, I, I I would have had no idea she she was that short. Uh, I have not seen the costume, but I have uh, I do actually have pictures more of like Anne Hathaway, huh? Am I right? Oh, you're going to give me that one. You're <laughs> going to give me that. No, I don't think I do. What yeah, is like, like half, you know. Yeah, like yeah. she's like half the size I of a normal it. person. Boy, do I know it. Oh, you get come into on. the vehicle annex that they have there, you can actually take pictures of the vehicles in there. So I do have right. pictures of the Batmobile and they so They prefer forth, to be called but... little people. <laughs> <laughs> is that vehicle exhibit the exhibit exhibit? Does he come out and be like, pit, no. my, ba- <laughs> pit my Batmobile? <laughs> no. We gonna put some real, you know what? No, we we no, heard this you is like fine. <laughs> this is fine. This is the first time. It's great. We're leaving it alone. These like bigger bats. fins. Wow, that show is hilarious. It's time for a little red light, green light, gentlemen. Oh, hey, really? I got the play. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, I'm so excited! Wow, I'm so excited! Well, wow, and you just can't hide it. Trampoline, trampoline. One last thing on the Batman. Sure. <laughs> Do they have uh, cat 
or uh, Batgirl panties uh, for sale? Uh, why? Uh, haven't why? inquired. Why? Don't ask. Why? I just want some Batgirl panties. Oh, okay. <laughs> who doesn't want Batgirl panties? I think Geek I, probably I did has see, those. Uh, you know? Again at the con, I saw a woman who I, I swear she was wearing underoos. Probably. Mm-hmm. Bless her. But, you know, not underoos that fit her. Yeah, well, Bless her fun. twice. Oh, those underoos weren't fun to wear. <laughs> underoos are fun to wear. Know, it's true know, when it's you and your underoos. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I had Yodas. Hey, I had the Yodas. Uh, Shit. What else did I have? Because they made Yodas. Yeah, I had oh, Yoda. Yeah. And I, th- I had Batman. Somewhere there's a warehouse full of Aquaman. Right. <laughs> I had Yoda and Batman, and I it's had in a Superman. landfill somewhere waiting to be excavated. <laughs> Yoda, Batman, and Superman. Those are the ones I remember. It's those plastic fabrics. They're never going to decay. Right. <laughs> Red Light, Green Light, Universal Cable Productions has acquired the rights to uh, Robert Charles Wilson's Hugo Award-winning novel, Spin, with the hopes to turn the time-bending tale into an event series. According to the starring Anne Hathaway, <laughs> of course, as, as Tiny Catwoman. Okay. <laughs> All right, so here's get up. Here's the pitch, gentlemen. Red. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> I got shapes and burns. Shapes and burns. <laughs> you know, if you put a baseball card in her sound. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball card, Nana Hathaway. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you put the baseball card? (laughs) If you have to ask, you'll never know. Where don't you? (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's the pitch. Red light, green light, gentlemen. Book tells the story of three friends as they try to survive. Red light. Survive after the stars seemingly disappear. What? And they try to survive. What do we do? After what? The stars. Let me finish the pitch, you (laughs) bastards. I couldn't. I was did not hear because of him. This sounds like a real pitch room, and they're not even letting you finish. Yeah. (laughs) The book is true. The book tells the story of three friends as they try to survive after the stars seemingly disappear, and NASA determines that a black energy barrier has surrounded the Earth. Why I got to be a black energy barrier? And time. <laughs> Thank you. This is all I'm saying. <laughs> Take two. A black energy barrier has surrounded the Earth, and time is traveling much faster Look, outside. Man, you don't know me. <laughs> traveling faster outside of the barrier. Civilization then learns it doesn't have much time left before the sun expands and consumes the planet. Universal Cable Productions Development Vice President John Olmsted said the project is ripe for exploration on television. Thanks to its dynamic characters and engaging storylines, no network currently attached, though it's no thwarting, wor- uh, noting that Spin is just the first installment of a trilogy books by Wilson. Is the black Again, energy- this is a Hugo win- award-winning novel. Is, is the black energy war- barrier between the sun and the earth, too? Well, because yeah, yeah. it's okay, surrounding so the earth. Yeah, it surrounds the earth, the earth, and itself. time is going faster outside of the barrier. Gotcha. The earth is now in a black ball. So instead of uh, the sun expanding in billions of years, it's a matter of a few years. Well, Or maybe shorter. Who knows? I didn't write the it. The sun is probably expanding at its normal rate, but perhaps we're moving much slower. Yeah. Well, we but don't what know. happens it's when all, the sun expands into the black relative. barrier? 
We gotta, die. You might find that out. How would that happen? We don't know. Maybe the black barrier is there to protect us. Time would be in the black barrier, right? Perhaps the black barrier is protecting us from the sun exploding. It's a fascinating premise, and I could see how it would be a fascinating novel or book that could lead to I some could, interesting storytelling. I guess I could see how it could be an interesting story. Would you like to see it on television? No. Is the question. I'm going to be as a mini series. I'm, I'm going to be the, the oh a mini series. Yeah, I'm going to be the ex, 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 they call an expanded series. I one single season. I don't think there's enough smart audience there to dig the high concept. Really, that's really the reason you red light it because you think the audience. Is I want to see it. I'm not sure there's an audience for it. Ah. I'm not sure there's an audience. So for you're real a red fiction. and a green light. What? I agree, personally green light it, but I don't think I'd put money behind it. My problem is. What's the show really about? Well, that's the thing. This pitch doesn't really tell us. We find out we don't have much time to do anything. And it's to, about to, the three friends. To fix the problem. It's about to, the three friends. So are the three friends scientific people with capabilities and that pitch abilities to fight it, this thing? You're right. As most of these pitches I've given you have been pretty yeah, damn Yeah, this is this is lame. This sounds really lame. Because basically what you just described... Mm-hmm. Could still be nine zero two one zero, or three minute baby. Right, it could or, be anything. Or well, the dome. Let, well, let me say, and just in one episode, somebody could go, "Hey, you, remember that listen. black barrier that's around the Earth slowing time?" Oh yeah, that's crazy. You're the huh? money guys. Sure if, enough, if you're the money guys, you you can help me direct this into a way you want it to go. If you want it to be on nine zero two one zero, I can adjust this to make it be that. Or it just sounds like it's going to be a lame drama. With dashes of science fiction on top, well, the, that don't have any consequence. Some might say that of the remount of Battlestar Galactica. What that are you talking action. about? I'm saying there I know. was no Blackberry. Is there a no? Villain? But that was just lame drama with some science fiction sprinkled on top. I don't know that it was lame drama. I thought there was actually some good <laughs> acting going on in that show. Not you know, all of it. There are some who could say that that's all that was. Yeah, but but with a proper backdrop. With a true war, with true dogfights, interesting stuff going on, space jumping from time to time, planet to planet, all that kind of thing. Here, you're telling me, guess what? Everything is like Earth, except there's a thing in space. No, it's a very esoteric concept. Ugh, that's being kind. That's being terribly kind. But, but what he's I don't. Is- I can't speak to it because I haven't read the book. The book may be incredibly compelling. It won a Hugo, for God's sake. It can't right. be bad. Without the book, uh, without not. reading the book, though, this could be Dawson's Creek without stars. Right. That's if, what I mean. If you want it, me to write it that way, sure. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound Well, it's not Dawson Creek with any stars. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's not Dawson Creek without the beak. <laughs> I mean, let's be serious. Yeah. I think I might green light this. Uh, granted, it feels a little like The Dome, which hasn't done have so some- well. Uh, and it is right. It's just like well, the that's dome, just, except they just expanded the dome. It's disturbingly vague mm-hmm. uh, because it says they find they don't have a lot of time left. A lot of time left, like to try to solve the problem, mm-hmm. figure out what the black thing is about, or whatever. Guys, I would like those. We answers. only have right now, two to seven and, seasons, and right now the two to seven. Right now, the intent left is there. There is no nothing to show that there's more intent than this one single season. Right. Yeah, it has it's a, a mini series. Yeah, it has a, it's a, to deal with. It's not looking to expand. But which, again, which, there is a trilogy of books. Which makes me more willing to greenlight it, to tell you the truth. 
because if they're not looking to be like, hey, we'll just keep spreading this out and pulling it out, and oh, we'll do six seasons when it should have been two, that makes me want to green light. Right, we're concerned it's going to be Dawson's Creek when in reality it could be lost, but it could be no ending. (laughs) Yeah, as a miniseries, it'll have an ending. It'll have to. All right, so give me your your. uh, I'm green lighting. Yeah, I got green light here. I'll green light it for one season, but I'm not putting money beyond that unless it turns into something. Uh, it's I'm pitched it a, as a miniseries. So. I'm giving it a green light as well. Ah! Uh, Universal Cable Productions does some really good stuff, and uh, I namely, think they will do... <laughs> namely, uh, let's see, they do uh, that TV show Suits. They do uh, White Collar. Stargate? They do uh, what? <laughs> Starcake. No, that's MGM. <laughs> I love, I, I, I love Starcake. Stargate. <laughs> Stargate? I thought you said Starcake. Oh, Stargate. <laughs> no, no, no. The Starcake is a lie. Cake farts? Oh, God. Lord. <laughs> and then you put the cake under your armpits? You very subtly. They also produce Royal Pains, which is another show I really That's enjoy. three greens, but Royal you Pains. put in your vote because you have to make it official in case it tanks. I think I, think I know it is. I, I'll go green, but it doesn't sound very good. All right. And you know what? Fuck it, red. It doesn't matter. What I say is going to happen anyway. Now, I'd say go red just in case it goes. I'm you going say red. I told you so if it fails. I, well, I'm going red. I mean, I hate everything, and <laughs> anything working or being interesting is a miracle, so red. Agreed. You hate everything. Uh, I do. <laughs> Unless it's from he, Japan. He truly hates everything. No, I, there's a lot of stuff out of there. Oh, not for street no, he's, guys. He's he on hates it. a lot of stuff from Japan, too. <laughs> well, this next uh, story doesn't make you nervous. Marvel's found a successor to Edgar Wright. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Peyton Reed will continue the direction of Ant-Man. His film credits include Bring It On, The Breakup, and Yes Man. Uh, Adam McKay, the director of Anchorman movies and Step Brothers, is also coming aboard to rewrite the screenplay. Uh, Wright exited uh, Ant-Man back in May, leaving fans and the film in limbo. Marvel initially struggled to find a replacement, casting a wide net for new talent. After announcing the news, Marvel also revealed the film's first plot synopsis. So here is the first wait, wait. synopsis don't, of don't Ant-Man. Don't get the plot synopsis. Red light. Uh, armed with the astonishing ability to shrink in scale but increase in strength, con man Scott Lang, Paul Rudd, must embrace his inner hero and help his mentor, Dr. Hank Pym, Michael Douglas, protect the secret behind a spectacular Ant-Man suit from a new generation of towering threats. Against seemingly insurmountable odds, Pym and Lang must plan and pull off a heist that will save the world. Oh, fuck. Unquote. Now I do want to see it. Ant-Man opens at theaters July 17th. Stars Rudd, Douglas, Evangeline Lilly, Corey Stoll, Michael Pena, and Patrick Wilson. So Evangeline Lilly is the Wasp. <clears throat> More than likely. Um, go back to the descriptor before Scott Lang. Did you say Con Man Scott Lang? Yeah. Con Man Scott Lang. So that's where it stands as of now. McKay doesn't make me all that excited. Well, he's writing. That yeah, but eh. no, he's a good screenwriter. He's hit or miss. The, for the me. director is what concerns me. The director there. is an odd choice. Bring it on, and well, uh, what was the other one? The well, yes man, liar, liar, or no? Oh, yes yeah, man. man. That's it. The thing about yes the breakup. man when the bre- yeah breakup's I, a bad movie. But yeah, that's what I that's what I was getting at is breakup yeah. and uh, bring it on. Uh, come on, really? Yes man. I think if you'd had a different leading man, might have been an interesting quirky movie, but he just could not help himself being who he is he couldn't help being ace ventura in another movie i've been i've been told he was really good in walter mitty and haven't seen that yet that's a different actor oh was it (laughs) who is it 
<laughs> That's Ben Jim, Stiller. Jim Carrey is the one that was in Yes ben, Man. Ben Stiller's oh, Ben Stiller in Multimedia. Uh, yeah, yes, okay, yes. So that, then yeah, you're right. Those are uh, so yes. Jim Carrey did a great job as Ben Stiller yes. <laughs> playing Walter Mitty. If that was Jim Carrey, then yes, that you was know what? his best I, performance I think ever. I thought that was Jim Carrey. <laughs> I, I think I really did think it was Jim Carrey, and that might have been what was keeping me from watching it. It just makes me so nervous because, I mean, Edgar Wright put in seven years of yeah. There's the other of development time. Yeah. And now we're going to basically essentially Fix reboot the, sure. the development process. They're going to bring in a bunch of people to yeah. New writer well, and director. It's just sad. And, and I then, mean, yeah. according to all the reports thus far, he left because Mar- not Mar- changes that Marvel made, yeah. but changes that Disney heads made yeah. to the script beyond Marvel's control. Right. Which is scary. I've got well, such a soft it's spot just for caper movies. Hear that they're going to let the Marvel movies turn into garbage. Yeah. So. They're yeah. going to start making Pirates of the Caribbean Marvels. Yeah, I think that's what they want to try to do. So nervous. Well, because we were t- well, the last time we talked about it, you guys were worried about that. That they were trying to make it a softer, gentler, that's just it. friendlier. Even, even Michael Douglas story. came out and said he was very disappointed. Oh, yeah. in, the, in the loss. And, and I agree with you. I like a good heist movie. I like yeah. a good caper movie, but I I like them when they're. When does Hank Pym take over the role of Ant Man and Giant Man? Uh, we went back and forth yeah. in the comics. Yeah. And before, but eventually, it's just under one guy, right? Uh, you mean so he's being both Ant Man and Giant Man at the same time? I'm not aware of that for the that most part. Maybe possible. that's just in the Ultimate's continuity. Yeah, I think so. Okay, Commander K is yelling at us right now. Right? Yeah, you probably. dumb shits! Don't uh, you know? God, uh, going back. Back when I was reading it, it was 25 cents. <laughs> Going back to Powers, based on the Brian Michael Bendis comic of the same name, follows cops tasked with keeping the peace, picking up pieces in a world filled with superheroes. Uh, the project kicked uh, around in development effects for years until it landed at Sony at PlayStation Plus exclusive. Uh, the series will debut in December, and every PlayStation Network customer will have access to the pilot episode free of charge, but PlayStation Plus subscribers will get access to the entire series. Uh, while at effects, the network could never strike the right balance of powers uh, to give it a pickup. Uh, but now the folks at PlayStation believe they found the magic formula with a premium cable quality approach and a 10-episode order. So okay. that's the official words. I hope they've built in a good, strong, single arc, as I don't think it'll go again. I believe Bendis is in charge of this project. Yeah, I know. So that's... that. They give some faith. Uh, it, I, no, I know. It's and Powers is still my favorite comic book ever. It's good. No two ways. You know, a good comic book, uh, good comic book writer can make that transition into. I mean, uh, Ben Edlund's all over the place and some of my favorite things now. He's done tons of. Bendis has done tons of good stuff, but he's also done tons of crazy shit. I just, I, I guess I'm just too old. I can't keep up with it anymore. Every six months, there's a there's a universe changing event, and I just I can't be bothered. Oh, and well, oh, no, in, in in Marvel and stuff, you know. I, yeah. I mean, that's why in Marvel that's DC. Why, that's why I don't know about your Giant Man, Ant Man thing is because I stopped reading shared universe, shared creator universes a long time ago because it just it's too the, confusing. The, the, the yeah, whipping around from from creator to creator and complete change of the universe every six months was. I think it's yeah. one of the problems with storytelling right now in general is that like that we always have to just raise the stakes so high that we can't. People aren't like. That they can never be achieved. Yeah. Basically. Well, I, okay. Prime example: the Matrix movies have been on a lot lately, and when you watch the first one, it's a good movie and it works and it's a fun, entertaining movie. And the second one, you go, "Well, now they like the rule. There are no rules now, right?" And so, 
you can't get like there are no rules so who gives a shit it doesn't matter nothing fucking it doesn't it's i mean it looks cool but it's not emotionally cool to see them fly on a roof because there are no fucking rules so they can do anything and then the third one is mass hysteria because they had to raise they went from no rules now we have to raise the stakes from no rule it's like we keep our whole society is always just trying to top it and top it and top it i mean that's one of the reasons it's reality tv's problem too you go back to the uh the the star trek movies i mean i love a good you know i love them but I prefer to see the series when you can tell small stories occasionally. It well, doesn't have to be a giant swapping. The you know everything's going to be destroyed. You can you know yeah, tell it's nice. something little little character piece. You can you know then. Well, one of our favorites, Wrath of Khan, if I may be so build, is one of our favorite Star Trek movies. And really, that story is just those two guys having it out. It's a pretty small story about this personal relationship that. You know, yes, there's some back history that's huge, and the Genesis Project is a big thing, and all of that stuff is big. But it's all window dressing it, for the fight. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's what window it's dressing about. for two great egos going at it. It's not what it's about. Right. It's about two mm-hmm. human beings butting heads with every scene that you do, every yeah. every and improv that's an piece. interesting well, and movie because of it. It's kind of that man versus Superman because Khan is, you know, smarter and he's. Faster yeah. and stronger, and all these other things. But, but that doesn't really so come Kirk through in the movie. To, it, it's, yeah. it's it's really yeah. It's, it's ego versus ego, and like yeah. I said, yeah. I, th- I think that really encapsulates it incredibly well. Yeah. So I, it's yeah. I just get it. Just drives me nuts. It's just okay, one but, of my issues with storytelling right now. Is but you're not going to get in a movie where everything has to be giant stakes. You're not going to get the trouble with tribbles. You're not going to get a little thing where it's a little cute Well, story. I mean, technically, there were giant stakes in Star Trek Two. I mean, the universe was at stake. That's this is saying. a very powerful device that is also can Here's be the thing. But what as a I'm weapon. saying is I want, us, I want to be able to see the little stories, too. That's why Here's I like the, the TV series yeah. over the movie sometimes. So I want to see little stories mixed in with the giant... Sure. You want some humanity what, in Yeah, exactly. What people have lost sight of is that they think it needs to be... Metropolis is shattering to the floor. Every the moon's time. about to hit the world, and where everyone's going to die. What it needs to be is someone's about to step on a grasshopper, and that is the most important thing to these people's lives. The stakes themselves are irrelevant. It's how much do the characters care about the is. outcome. Well, and in reality, that's of, it. The reality of that's life it. is, you know what sucks. When you're in a loveless marriage and you have to get a divorce. I'm sorry. What's happening right now? What's happening right now? And that's an emotional (laughs) journey that's powerful. (laughs) Right. And fucks people up for the rest, can fuck people up for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Yet we don't. I think Wait. that's powerful enough. Wait, what the what? To be entertainment. <laughs> or to you know what I mean? Yes. Well, the like, other part of it is simple things like that. We and so when those things happen, we're sort of like, eh, yeah. But there's a lot of there's really a lot of forces out there in Hollywood and the world in general, and in America, we're very guilty of this. Of just, and I'm as guilty as anyone of infantilizing our entire existence. Oh, definitely, and trying to and ignore I mean, this is, what's this really is, happening. This is coming from a guy who has a massive toy collection yeah. at 40. Uh, but yeah, and and just letting the, the just real ignore, stuff. Yeah, ignoring real emotion. real emotion. That's the other thing with like the cameras. Like I usher for the show now, and it's like I would say. 45 to 60 percent of the people in there at some point film some part of the show mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, you, I think people, uh, one of the things, one of my theories is, number one, why do you need proof you were there? Why can't you just enjoy the moment and be a part of it and mm-hmm. experience it and have that memory with you? But you got to show all your friends how cool and awesome you are and all the cool shit you're doing, even though you don't really think it's cool because you never invested in it because you filmed it. So you really weren't a part of it. So now you're yeah, above you're it or it's beneath it. you because you're too afraid to properly invest yourself. Right. Because God forbid you actually be affected by something another human being did directly in front of you instead i'll film it and then i'm safely protected right. by this little screen well that's all we know it just drives me nuts that's all we know huge, i sit and watch tv and movies all day long but you've used that phrase three times now so i have to tell the joke what's that the pirate came into the bar with a steering wheel sticking out of his pants you heard about that Ah, it's driving me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming on. There you go. Game of Thrones has passed The Sopranos Wait. to become the most popular show in HBO's history. How? Currently, nearing the end of its fourth season, Thrones has had an average gross audience of 18.4 million viewers per episode. The season's average surpasses the previous record of 18.2 million viewers set by The Sopranos in 2002. Season three episodes of the fantasy drama based on George R.R. R. Martin's The Song of Ice and Fire book series had an average gross of audiences of 14.4 million viewers. So it went up 4 million in the last season. People are finally catching on. It's great. It's really so that's, that's, the, the book series is unended, ago. right? No, no. He has not finished so the two gonna, more books. He's going to go tits up sometime soon. From, oh, yeah. For, and, and somebody's got to go still me really in on those last floats. Mm, I think he's probably he seems like a pretty good forethinker. He's probably got. A very clear layout. But I know a lot of his fans we are just, worried he's going to die before he finishes that show. Sure. Have you seen I that? just talked about this the other night. They, he's got like a, a blueprint, basically. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, he's already talked with the producers about how the books are going to end and what's going to happen to everybody. So if he does kick it, that show would continue with his or storyline. And the fact yeah. that he's got that all laid out pretty much ensures that he won't die before it's done. But more importantly, the books need to be finished. <clears throat> yes. I mean, yeah. yes, the show, but yeah, that's the what everyone, books should be... Yeah. Well, that's the bigger priority. There's that's a the really funny fear, video I out think. there. Have you heard that one, that George R. R. Martin, please write and write faster? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. great song. Really yeah. funny. So it's... <clears throat> sure. Again, but there's another example of, had that show been pitched to you in red light, green light, you I'd say been, green light, dude. Well, you know sword and sorcery fantasy. No, sword yeah. and sorcery fantasy gets a green light no matter what. Well, for you, I, for me, yeah. I miss it so bad. Yeah. And there's not much of it. There's just not much of it. Nope. And the little bit that is done is usually done, done terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's the other? What else is there? Sword and sorcery fantasy that really hits it. Aside from Star Wars, which is just a new skin on sword and sorcery fantasy. What other? Well, and the thing with it. Game of Thrones, I mean, yeah. I've only seen the first season, and I think I read the first book because a friend gave it to me years ago. Uh, there's not a lot of sorcery in that first season. No. No. It's mostly sword. Yeah, it doesn't get into the magic just, and the weird yeah, shit. It's a hint of sorcery. Yeah. It's like it peppers a little bit of sorcery in it, but it's like we'll get you in with the sex and the violence. The second book, then, is, well, the oh, second yeah. book, the second book is very much really starts to take off into the dark art shit, the weird. Yeah. Now somebody though, over this this trip in Phoenix, somebody told me we got into this discussion. I, I mentioned the fact that I read about a hundred pages into it and gave up on it because the first book you hadn't hooked me after hundred pages. I'm not going to read it. So, oh no! And they told me the plot point I need to get to. Where it gets interesting. I'm like, that's still beyond 100 pages. It needs to be interesting in the first 100 pages. I don't know. I yeah. really enjoyed the first book. I got through yeah. the first book, no problem. Second book stymied me about 300 pages in. I'm like, yeeg. Actually, it was, a th- it was what, the third Jeez. book for me that, no, f- 
that was the fourth book that slowed me down. The hundred pages in, they're still doing the uh, they're still doing the goddamn uh, he begat he and who begat that's who. It, that's it. That's it. It well gets it heavy into that in the second that's, one too. Uh, it's like, that's uh, Moby Dick. There's like chapters in that yeah. where it's oh, like, the, the, the whale rend- the, yeah. the the yeah. whale rendering chapter or yeah. the chapter where he explains why a whale is a fish. Yeah, and yeah. then like uh, the names of all the different kinds of whales and descriptions of them, like. 20 pages of that like yeah. i'm just like yeah well, see it, now, it slows oh. down a bit yeah you're right <laughs> oh exactly. melville but then when he's into action i'm fine it's yeah. like oh when he decides to educate because well, he's incredibly descriptive yeah. uh, descriptive rather about I, what's going descriptive. on descriptive descriptive they descriptive descriptive what was it did they remake descriptive descriptive that was is descriptive is there a, is there like a version that's a good i know oh movie wise yeah uh wasn't there one with i want to say there was like a for TV version of Moby Dick with Patrick Stewart. Yeah, there was. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was called Star he Trek played, Three. Cap, he played. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it's that episode with Guinan. No, no, no. You're mistaken. You're mistaken. No, it was. She, no, she played the fish. Is she? <sighs> yeah. No, no, that was uh, Finding Nemo. Anyway, he was Ahab in the. In the it was like a TV miniseries. I think yeah. it was like on TNT. I think. About Seaweed is always greener. Years ago. Somebody else's lake. Yeah, data we dream there. about going up there. Data. That oh. is a big mistake. Call me Ishmael. <laughs> Another great. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things around you. What more is you looking for, Gainan? <laughs> Another great costume was a uh, couple dresses under, uh, as um, Prince Eric and uh, Ariel. And uh, he was talking to me, and she hadn't said anything yet. And I turned to her, this is a great costume. You're a bright and character. You haven't talked. He's like, uh, and you can see that she hadn't in- and intentionally, and now she felt she had to not talk to me the whole time. <laughs> so, ah. Oh, she gotcha. hadn't been not she talking to She was the trapped because he voice her out. Ariel. I trapped and then- her. And I trapped her in her costume. <laughs> yeah. I'm trapped voice Ariel. Yeah. She had legs. What? You just talked to me. Well, oh, she had fuck. legs. And then she she's just trapped voice Ariel. Around, the, around her neck. Yeah. Ghostbusters, which came out exactly 30 years ago this last weekend, yep. will return to the big screen on August 29th. A restored, remastered version of the film will open in more than 700 theaters as part of an ongoing anniversary celebration. I am so there. Which will also include a new Blu-ray release of the movie on September 16th, as well Another as new one? the Blu-ray debut of Ghostbusters 2 on that same date. Hooray! Ta-da! <laughs> The 25th anniversary Blu-ray edition of the sequel will include fresh interviews with director Ivan Reitman, star writer uh, Dan Aykroyd, as well as deleted scenes and other goodies. Sony Pictures has also more 30th anniversary activities planned for the main film, including unspecified, quote, special events and the release of collectible merchandise. So this is the third version of the film they're releasing on Blu-ray. That's what it sounds like. Sucker. And the second (laughs) version, which was the quote-unquote 4K uh, encoded, yeah. which it wasn't a true 4K. They right. remastered the actual film print in 4K and then downgraded it to 2K for the Blu-ray sure. version. And, and the then new they, one's supposed to be and, 4K. And it, yeah. And then in doing Heavy so, they took like off all of the special features that were on that original Blu-ray release. Because it took up so much yeah. space just no, to it wasn't. No, it wasn't a space thing. They but just took the it out. And There's no rhyme or reason. So now None you're going to get all that. Ghostbusters so now we're is going to be on the big screen. So yeah. now we're getting a, I mean, a 30th edi- anniversary edition. Ghostbusters is a lot of fun. But do I need it in high def with the purest sound? Yes. It's Ghostbusters. What yeah. you need it <laughs> in. 
it's for that what I needed is on like soundtrack v- alone. You I need it on VHS where oh, it's a little soundtrack. grainy. <laughs> and Which then it's goes What crazy. you need it in is Letterbox. That's actually one of the movies I always point to when people talk about what they, they watch things in oh, yeah, yeah. pan and scan. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it used as an example <laughs> oftentimes. Yeah. Please. Let's I believe some. it's magic, magic. I believe it's magic, magic. Yeah, that, that soundtrack is pure <laughs> 1980s. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Early 80s, baby. Ever since Microsoft announced that Connect would no longer be required to play Xbox One and didn't need to be sold with the console, it's been speculated that the move would unlock resources on the console that had previously been designated for Connect and system functions only. That's exactly what Microsoft did, as they confirmed with Eurogamer. Quote, yes, the additional resources allow access to up to 10% more uh, GPU performance. We're committed to giving developers new tools and flexibility to make their Xbox One games even better by giving them the option to use the GPU reverse in whatever way is best for them and their games, unquote. So, the extra power is optional, and developers can work in Connect wherever they see fit. But if outrage over differences in resolution between PS4 and Xbox One have been any indication so far, not many developers are going to look at that extra power and say, you know what? 720p and 30 frames per second are good enough. Let's throw in some Kinect integration instead of shooting for 1080p and 60 frames per second. You, uh, so basically, this has completely killed Kinect. You've, you've, uh, you've sprinkled the, uh, the techno babble game system stuff all over the place this time instead of clustering into one you know, minute chunk I can space out in. Yeah, there you go. What I still find interesting in that is the original intent, and I, it must be the way that they did the the operating system redesign for when they made it unnecessary to have the connect like mm-hmm. when people were saying i don't want this thing looking at me and so they said okay well now we've designed it so that you can unplug it if you don't want to use it because the original specification was that the the processing chip that was in the connect was supposed to supplement the GPU on the console itself, right? So you would have additional processing power that obviously did in not that work. Ch- by using that Connect chip mm-hmm. in order to. That's what they told give us it. to make us believe that you needed the Connect in there. It was making the well, computer but from more a powerful. from a from a computer architecture standpoint, it makes absolute sense. Yeah, it was like that an they exterior, could do that, right? It like but but it sounds like when they when they tried to appease the masses. Yeah. They took that functionality away because the Connect was no longer a you know a necessary connected it, device. So that if you unplug it, now you don't have that option to use that extra processing. Well, power. and I say that whole argument is bunk if they can't use that processing power to equal PlayStation Four graphic processing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, no, if, if they can't hit the if they can't hit the frames per second with this supposedly extra chip in the Connect, then. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think that because they did that redesign to appease the masses, they've now had an issue with this system resources. But now that they've, you know, the system resource allocation. So, so it, now that they're now that they're releasing the Connect free so, version, uh, and they've redesigned the software. So I put forth this hypothesis: uh, yes. if you have the Connect plugged in, yes. all right, you have now a new game that's come out programmed to use that extra ten percent. Mm-hmm. That the Connect was using, right? What happens to that game if you have a Connect plugged in that Can is still access, listening and watching what you're doing? Can it access that extra ten percent? Yeah. Well, that was that seemed to be implying well, that 
it was up to the designer of the game yeah. and if the designer chose if they want to use that for it if but they saying, chose not to use the connect then the connect if would they're not using use that 10 percent, if they're using that 10 percent boost most likely the software is completely ignoring the connect hardware that's great the except that the, connects, the system resource but, manager so you're telling me the connect's going to shut off on its own accord and there's and if you say xbox off it's not going to listen to you it would probably basically just put it in a pseudo standby mode so that it's it's not it's not taking away from system resources. It's just there sitting idle. It's sitting idle, but it's still viewing. It's still processing. It's still listening for commands. Well, it doesn't require the system resources if it's sitting idle because it does have its own processor built in. Okay. So, so it is yeah. going to be looking. It is going to be listening. But for all intents and purposes, it's essentially disconnected from the system. It's like sitting there on standby. It's like okay. having an external hard drive that's powered on but not being accessed. All right. It, that would be the the closest analogy I could give at this point based on my limited knowledge of how they have set up this system. I accept your argument. If that external hard drive had eyes and was a spy bot for the NSA. Oh, here we but go. The, but the, the, real, the real takeaway is that People don't like the connect. Yeah. And, no. And they didn't not, like it last time. Well, not even beyond. What's wrong with you, Microsoft? You stupid shits. Beyond the spying part of it, this is Sony. But yeah, but it, no, or, this is Microsoft. Or no, yeah, that, that's Xbox. This is the worst thing about it. The worst thing about it. So they're it, just realizing we keep trying. They don't want it, so we'll not give it to them. Yeah, but the worst thing about it is that they tried it so hard with Xbox One. Yeah. They made it such an integral thing, and they have kicked in the dick many development houses who are working on uh, connect-enabled software. Because now they're taking it out. It's yeah, because be so now yeah. it's not even a viable option. Yeah, It's oh. not even a viable option for them to even publish some of these games because the connect accessibility isn't for sure. So they've just viable, done a, just I mean, nearly a nobody why are, why are you connect? upset, Paul? You're one of the people that they appeased by releasing the they that, your your arguments even on this <laughs> very show about they shouldn't have it. Cock they eater, do it. listen, I'm telling you, they fucked themselves in the first place by by putting it in the box, by making it an integral part of the system. They fucked themselves going sideways, but now they've double fucked themselves. Yes, they're appeasing me, but they ain't appeasing me. I ain't buying that shit. I ain't buying that goddamn system for another two years, maybe three, if they get a good game or two. I probably will never own Basically, an Xbox Basically, what one. you're saying is but they should have stuck to their guns because they had companies that were working on developing shit for the Kinect. They just weren't ready in time when they released. One way or the other. People one way screwed. or the other. Just one way or the other. But they've gotten the worst of all possible things here. They've said to the, cus- the, the consumer, hey... Yeah, we'll kowtow to the populist demands, but at the same time, we'll ignore the demands of many in the hardcore fan base who do like and appreciate the things Kinect can bring and the kind of interactivity and, and advancements that those can bring. I know a couple gentlemen in this room that use their Kinect. Absolutely. And, I, and, <laughs> and to them, I say, kudos, have fun. It's not for me. But by the same time as they're slapping those hardcore fans and appeasing the masses, quote-unquote, they're also slapping the developers who were working hard on trying to support this technology that they insisted was going to be a, a key, integral part, integral part of, of their the console. console. So they have double shit themselves. I'm not saying I'm not pleased to see it go away. I'm just saying it's a shame they even tried to integrate it in the first place. Beyond that, since they did it, they should have just it. cut the price by 100 bucks and ate it. Kept the goddamn what? thing in there. Now, now, now that you have mentioned that about eight times, why is it not turning itself off and on? What do you guys do to keep it from doing that now? Xbox on. 
Yeah, it's not doing that. You guys have said it like eight times. Oh. Xbox, come on. Come on, Xbox. Come on, Xbox. I don't know. It was oh. working fine yesterday. Um, there's a new code. Well, it's not our. It's not their voices. Fact. So funny, funny story. I was, uh, they, there's a new commercial featuring. Uh, I forget the actor's name. He was in Breaking Bad. It was not the, the Aaron lead Paul? character, Aaron Paul, and it's for Xbox. And in the commercial, he powers on his Xbox by saying "Xbox on." And I shit you not, the split second he said that in the commercial, our console powered on. <laughs> They did that on purpose. So it was kind of funny. They must have. Uh, well, but you've, you've, it's honestly here. <laughs> you heard about all and the And if trolling? you play your Xbox like Aaron Paul in that commercial, yeah. you're an asshole. Yeah. yeah right. Did, did we, did oh, we, you've seen the commercial yes, then? I you know this one I'm talking did about? Did we talk about how all the trolls were doing that on Oh, the people that have named themselves Xbox Bing? Yeah. <laughs> they've named themselves Xbox Bing or Xbox Off or Xbox Switch or Xbox yeah. Change or Just all to fuck yeah. other so that, so that when people So when people are playing Call of Duty and, and somebody's out there griefing the shit out of them yeah. or calling them a motherfucker over and over again yeah. and they go, who is this asshole? And they look it up. What's your, what's your name? Well, no, it's not Tweets. It's not Skibbles. It's Xbox off. Oh shit, 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 shit! And you can watch all these videos. They just troll all this shit. It's so great. They turn all these guys off. It's pretty funny, man. It's pretty funny. Oh, it's brilliant. It's excellent trolling from some real dumbos. Well, the that last, the last thing I have and to say, and especially because they're talking right into their headset, yeah. so yeah. it picks it up automatically. The last thing I have to say about the Kinect is Microsoft is not losing anything on this, and I will tell you why. They've just announced that in I think it's a month and a half. Uh, Connect for Connect Two for Windows is out. It's the same hardware. It's just different software. And the original version one of the Connect was used a lot in the scientific community as well as a lot of sure. engineering community. That yeah, seems yeah. to be where um, it's best used. So those same people that use that version one are uber excited about the advances in the Connect Two yeah. because. Uh, 3D mapping of environments, 3D yeah. mapping of you know uh, something that they developed a prototype of and didn't get a good scan on. Paranormal Activity Four, <laughs> but no, that's but regardless. That's been so, one of the main so things that's kept the, Microsoft so strong yeah. over the years is they they don't just do the console. Yeah, they do, you know they're dealing with and it's not, not and it's not a, it's not a repurposing of the hardware. It's no. something they had already planned to do. Yeah, and then they so taking it off of the console, taking it out of the package. It just means they have more the available technology. for that. I am opposed to its misuse and abuse, which including it in the Xbox and making it spy on you is finding out how many people are sitting in your living room so it can charge you more to watch a movie is inappropriate use of advancements of technology. Garbage. It's garbage. And that's why I wouldn't support it because anybody, of ideas and things like that. Has anybody been and selling what like evidence an eBay like that little stickers happened. to cover over the camera so you can't do that? What's huh? that? Has you, anybody you, like you, been you, selling you, little stickers? You yes. can buy covers. Yeah. There is a yeah, a Nyko makes one that uh, it has uh, an infrared blocking plastic as well as an optical blocking plastic. Which again, it's you just, just so stupid. You just snap it right on the top. Uh, David Foster Wallace has this exact same thing in, in Infinite Jest. It's all about how eventually everything became basically like Apple FaceTime. Uh, as far as phones go, yeah. he had this way before, you know, where, yeah, exactly. Where every time somebody calls you, boom, you're answering and then they can see you and shit. And like for a moment, everybody's like, okay, cool. But then everybody's like, oh fuck, they see how my face looks when I'm responding. That's 2001 and so, space. Odyssey. And so they started yeah, right. making, uh, they started making virtual avatars that would answer the phone instead. And it would actually be a representation of the, the person yeah. who's calling. Yeah. And, then, and then those virtual avatars became optimized versions 
of the person that was calling, and then they had to start amping up and changing the backdrops, locales, and all this kind of stuff. And then eventually, people just covered him up with a blanket and just answered the phone verbally again. Yeah, it was. It took him like nine months. Still got to go through that all that, book. all that shit. Oh, you've got yeah, to read Infinite Jest. It's, it's on my. It's on my. Uh, <clears throat> uh, wow, to burn it. To burn list. You know, yes, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say again. Uh, it's on my. It's in my library of he's, intent. He's at the top of my brain because you, what you were talking about with Melville and all those other writers, he does the same kind of thing, but he puts it all on the back of the book. Gives you a little like note footnotes. if you want to go and check it out and get. Oh, crazy I like with footnotes. It. Do that, dude. You will lose your mind. There's like a hundred plus pages of notes and errata. It's insane. That's hilarious. It's such a good book. So God. as long as we're on video games here, I get to just get out of it. So, uh, what's going on in Minecraft world? Because, you know, you've seen more of my kids than I have. <laughs> Honestly, haven't really had much of a chance to go on since I got back. So, I went on once and did some light building. I was the only one on, but uh, Varg and, and Duncan are down there a lot. I know that much. The world is growing. Uh, the Things are getting built, and Good. there's a lot of... Has he made another pyramid? A lot of a lot of brothership on there. Everyone's oh, helping each other. Nice. It's really kind of nice. You know what? I do remember Duncan telling me about you doing something where you killed everything on your server. Was it you or was it Vlarg? That had a bit of Vlarg. Okay, boy, yeah, maybe it was Vlarg. It was something but he like, he all right, everybody, just keep on doing what you're doing. I'm going to rebuild or something. I, I do know that Vlarg built a actual flying recreation because one of the mods you can create flying ships. Uh, he created the Starship Enterprise. Has been flying that around Minecraft what? for a little while. You can tell me this. The, the, it's the fairly original new. CC seventeen oh one. Yeah, it's. I mean, not it's, not a, it's not a huge version, but it's the original, and it looks pretty damn good. And he can fly it around, and yeah. <laughs> nice. So it's. And, and it, again, if you want to join the there, there's room. So feel free to to shoot us a a request in the blog if you want to join the Minecraft server. And the final story, going back to George R.R. R. Martin, he's doing a very unique effort to raise some money for his favorite wolf sanctuary in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, he's putting up the naming rights to two characters, a male and a female, set to appear in a future A Song of Ice and Fire novel. Uh, but if you want to be in the running, it'll cost you $20,000. Here's an excerpt from the contest page explaining the basics. There is one male character and one female character available. You can choose your character station in the world. Lordling, knight, peasant, whore, lady, meister, septon, anything. And you will certainly meet a grisly death, unquote. If the naming prize is a bit too pricey, they also have some other goodies to pick up for grabs, including a breakfast with Martin, $15,000, Martin's trademark hat, $7,500, tickets to the Game of Thrones Season 5 premiere, $7,500, a special t-shirt for $50, and a thank you e-card from Martin for $25. Again, this is for his uh, favorite wolf sanctuary in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I love how you say his favorite wolf sanctuary. Like, he's got nine he's got, yeah. wolf sanctuaries. He's a fan of, of all yeah. the wolf sanctuaries. But this, this one is deserves his favorite wolf yeah. sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in my top three wolf sanctuaries. That's what he does. He goes to wolf sanctuaries. One. Yeah. That's how you develop that bloodthirsty. He's a dire need. wolf head, oh, man. I look forward to the character named my dick so big. <laughs> right? That's just it. It's gonna no, be like Paul's my, not gonna pay twenty grand to name a character in a book. It's gonna be like my dick's so big and Kathy Spaulding or some shit. Yeah. Kathy Spaulding. What? No, Paul. Paul would name it. Meow, meow. Paul would name it the strap if he got the choice. strap. It's like, why is this wolf called the strap? Just Jeff just buys it. Lord names, Dick's names so it after big the women and who Kathy Spaulding. Him. We're walking through the street. Kathy Spaulding said, my lord dick's so big. He said, yes, it is. And then a wolf ate their faces. 
that's going to be just one chapter. He's going to dedicate Thank one you. chapter to burn out. Like, like uh, for those of you who wish to uh, Im- not impede your reading of this next book, <laughs> skip rip chapter out chapter 12. 12. <laughs> just tear that single page away. <laughs> Don't worry. Actually, I'll ma- you know what? I'll make it chapter 13. That way it'll be just like a, a giant uh, building. <laughs> no 13th they floor. Are. So. They are. You stack like eight of them. You've got a high-rise apartment. What's in your apartment? Write to us, comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And that's it for this Geek Shock. I am Master Torgo. Give me back my phone. <laughs> 80s Jeff. Captain Luddite. Back check Andy. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Woo. Yeah. Your phone's right there, Paul. That was a fair amount of news. Look up Batman Potterman. It's buzzing right yeah, now. Yeah, you do go look up Batman Potterman. Potter then you can go, oh yeah, I remember this god-awful thing I showed you guys and laughed your I ass off. I didn't show it to you. You did. Batman Potterman? Batman That's Piderman. the one. <laughs> Sounds like something you would show us. You know, it does, Sounds like but something I can't you would believe say. I would show that. <laughs> you did. Batman Piderman. It's not Batman. It's Batman Piderman. Oh, sorry, Batman. I mispronounced There's that. There's no no T in there. You mispronounced the mispronunciation. Batman Piderman episode one. There it is. <laughs> it's a I, series. I did not. I did not show you this. The website. You did. I've never seen this. Oh my god, he has a tumor. I, I think if you push play, <laughs> you would know. No, that's just his belly. <laughs> I've never seen this. I've never seen this. <laughs> I've never seen this. That's funny that you guys remember so clearly him showing you that. Because it's got it a nice piano him. opening. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> the fuck? Nope. You sang the song. Oh, <laughs> no, this is someone else. I swear to you. <laughs> no, I've never seen this before. Uh, never seen this before. Do you remember me showing you this? I don't. I, I like. The I don't have end. the memory this man has. This, I, this is not me. This is not. I, I love the book ending of him watching video at the this end. This is not <laughs> me. This I, I never. I've never seen this. That sounds new. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like me. It's something I. I, I, I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, of course I, you do. You showed it to us. It reminds me uh, a little bit of the 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 vibe of. <laughs> the vibe of uh, what you call it, uh, the thing with uh, the White people? Ninja, but I've never seen this. That's hilarious. I've never seen this. I know you have. No, oh, I'm sorry. Funny. This is, I've never seen this. I've never seen it. The two guys with Alzheimer's in their family remember it, and you don't. <laughs> I, seriously, I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's you know, maybe it's that time, Alzheimer's time. <laughs> <laughs> It's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh.